passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Door. Bumper. Clear. When the victory's on the line, you can't run. If I want it, you know it's mine, don't try to run. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brett Griffin. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad. We've got a hell of a lot to talk about this week after Martinsville. We've also got my buddy on here, Jeff Gluck. We're going to cover Ross Chastain's iRacing game move, Denny Hamlin missing the championship four, Maya Snyder getting knocked the out, Ty Gibbs wrecking his teammate to win, championship predictions, and a hell of a lot more. Let's go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the Six Cup car, had the 6A Xfinity. Super pumped today for our special guest. Not the two idiots over here, but the guy next to me, Jeff Gluck. He changed the whole intro of the show for the first time in <laughs> 700 shows. It's a special show. Gluck, you're uh, you're on. I, I feel pretty special. I mean, I think this is appearance number three. It and, is appearance is. number three. Where, where am I in the record? That's probably number one. You're, you're number one. You're number one. Yeah. P1. <laughs> you were tied with, I think Reddick has been, has been on twice. Reddick's right? been twice. So yeah. you were tied, Ray. You just broke the tie. So. Hasn't Haley been on more than once? No. Uh, yeah, she's been on well, twice. Twice she hosted twice, yeah. for uh, Casey. Oh, yeah. When you host, it doesn't count. That doesn't count. Oh, I see. Okay. Because you don't, you're not supposed to give your opinions when you host. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Morgan just left. I'm going to go check my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, do you that? know that? Do you know that story? No. Oh, oh come on, TJ. She smoked Denny Hamlin's Lamborghini. <laughs> oh. we're, we're gonna let that cat out of the bag. Can I do this all show? Is that no? Uh, that's so we'll annoying. Yeah. Oh, oh, when Denny—that was the insurance claim <laughs> yes. story. She yeah. smoked oh. his Lamborghini. She left like she did right now. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a Lamborghini? I don't. I don't either. Rental car. Yeah. But. I don't either. But could you imagine getting your Lamborghini hit in a parking lot? Um. Well, I mean, it depends how many other cars I'd have. Yeah. I mean, it, Denny probably my, didn't. Yeah. I think it's his only car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the best part about it is what we were told was it, it back quarter panel isn't just like that little piece. It's like the whole. Just basically the side of the car. Yeah, the whole bumper, the whole wraps around the side. It's so a it's, really cheap insurance claim. Brett Griffin, Spotter, Collier <laughs> Racing. 
I went to Big Al's last night. I no. I pulled a Freddy is all I'm going to say. Yeah. I I'd, think I'm single uh, <laughs> with no kids all of a sudden. <laughs> um, hi, Freddy Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Landon Castle this weekend. And for the first time in the history of the world, Brett stayed at the bar later than I did last <laughs> night, which was real dumb. I'm changing my wooden idiot as we speak. But I'm not. Freddie, Freddie, uh, Brett walks in and Freddie instantly goes, you, you know you messed up when you were there longer than me. And then Brett goes, I was. So that's a sure sign of what's to come today. Yeah. Hey guys, Casey Boat here. You're a marketing professional. And I don't know, I think this should be a pretty short show today. I don't know about you guys. Jason, what do you think? Hey, Jason Schultz, DBC producer. Um, I was also at Big Al's last night. He was. Jason, how much money did I hand you? Because when I'm drunk, I'm rich. <laughs> was it Are you, you as, was Oh, it? I forgot we paid Jason last night. <laughs> oh, when, I'm drunk, when I'm drunk, I'm rich. They just I felt just, so bad about cursing all these years. They're just like, I gave you money and you gave him money. I, I know I gave him 300 bucks. So he, he, gave gave you, he gave Jason your money. I gave him 100 and he gave Jason 300. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. So, Jeff, if you swear you owe me $100. Casey, Casey's well, mad right I'm now. Not, I was really borderline of going to Big Al's, and I didn't. Uh, and I'm really glad now that I didn't because not only would I be feeling ill, but and, you know, and I would have lost money. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> or you would have money from Brett. That's true. You could have been the money. other way. That's true. I don't yeah. think there's any left. Well... <laughs> uh, whoa. So, anyway, Martinsville. Anything happen? <laughs> There's watermelons all over our table for what, some reason. What time did you leave the racetrack? I'm curious. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. You guys texted me. I texted you and it was 9.30. You said you were like almost 9.45. You're still there. Yeah. Well, then I had to go to Sheets because, you know, me you're too. hungry. Yeah. That's me, like a Martinsville. Me, uh, like a few of the Toyota guys, we all just sat in line for 45 minutes waiting on food. Yeah. You, you have to go. It's like a Martinsville tradition. You're hungry. You get out of the track. Um, there's really nothing around. There's that Sheets that's close there. And you're... Had everybody's heading back towards Charlotte anyway, but the food is not like the fastest service ever. I mean, so. I paid three dollars for a pizza, so I yeah, was you can't not really complain. Much. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are so thrilled to have you on, especially Thank after a, a race like yesterday. And I, I just have to know. We'll start with you first. What do you think the biggest storyline was of the day? Well, I mean, or weekend really? I I was really I was like okay, well we're screwed because no matter what happens in the cup race, we're just going to spend the entire show talking about Ty Gibbs. And I was like, and in the first half of the cup race, I'm like, oh, this is just, I mean, but then Ross's, I mean, Ross's move is not only going to be like the, that might be like the thing that gets most remembered from the entire season or yeah, uh, longer. Ever. I mean, like, yeah, maybe like ever the most legendary thing. That was like the single most exciting thing I think I've ever seen at a racetrack. It was unbelievable. I woke up this morning still just like buzzing over it. Like it's just absolutely we had the pass in the grass. What who, do we? What do you call this? Who knew he didn't even have to do it? Like I know he, he was going to be in. Thanks to you, was he? Thanks to you getting it's disqualified. The DQ. Oh yeah, cheater, well, yeah. cheater. And then, and then Which I, I still see, don't know how you're in so a blight. Kit, Kit tells us that at sheets we're sitting in line, and he tells us that. And then I'm driving home, and I see the the two haulers stuck on side of, side of the road. So I'm really sorry to Brad Kozlowski at the moment. He's the Probably two hauler, yeah. he don't drive the two anymore. The two haulers, both of them. Uh, both of them. <laughs> they were either helping each other out. I don't know, but uh, rough know. night. I don't drive the truck. You, don't, you should. I, I was not there with the truck. <laughs> you should be. You, you should make be. a good hauler <laughs> driver. You Did you? <laughs> no. No. What was the DQ for? Too light. Too, too light. light. Oh, big nope. time cheat. Which not surprising. Yeah. He probably knocked half the 
off his car when he ran into everybody for the last five laps. What are you of the talking? Race. Well, we got hit in everybody. <laughs> the only person we ran into was uh, Dude, we, Ryan Blaney made you his. Like What's time? <laughs> What's time? <laughs> he just I was like, ah, who's Brad Keselowski? So out of my way. He hit us one time and it crossed Brad up really bad. And I was like, go, oh, that's the 12. And he kind of, he started passing us, but then he lit and he was like, maybe I shouldn't complete this pass. It's not, I don't want to do that. And then he, then we got, then he started racing us. So then Brad's pissed. So he starts chopping him and it got pretty, then we got back in front of him, but, and then he hit us again um, a little later on. <sighs> yeah. That was good. That was fun. No, there was a lot of was exciting out there. I personally one. thought the best way to start this race was to put everybody on 100 lap tires. Once we had 100 laps on our tires, like it was a really good show. Yeah. yeah. The first 80 laps, oh my God, awful. Useless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, Martinsville is a fun place. Even, even when it's hard to pass because it's still hard to get away from each other. You see which guys are going to be aggressive enough to make a pass. And now you kind of have to, you kind of have to, um, bump somebody to get them out of the way. And we saw that the 41 moved the 20 up there one time with some guys were moving each other up the track, which ah, that's short track racing. In my opinion, that's what you got to do. But man, at the end, it turns into, you, you don't kill or be killed. Your brake pedal was the guy <laughs> in front of you and that's what you use. So, um, we went down into one and, uh, we, we actually were getting ready to take a shot at the lead on Briscoe and, and he brake checked us off a of two, and Brad had to stab the brakes real quick, and we got sideways, and that's when Bell got around us, and we were racing Larson. Well, we ended up clearing Larson. We go down on the next corner. We're actually inside Bell, and, and uh, Larson just blasts us and he knocks did. us up into Bell. And then we beat him off the corner, and we go down the corner. He does the same thing again. It's like, can we not just get going and race a little bit here? But Jason, it, that's we can hear your paper crackling. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let it out. <laughs> uh, it was loud, too. But, yeah, Mar- end of Martinsville is – it don't seem to matter what series it is. It's usually pretty exciting. Yeah, you could say that about Saturday, I guess. <laughs> Saturday was pretty exciting. <laughs> I was driving home. I didn't see any of it. I'm sure we'll talk about don't it. Don't you worry. We have that one covered. What else happened? How oh. was your race, Brett? Which one? Yesterday. He doesn't remember. Uh, we weren't very fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Neither was the 18. Who? That's, that was Brett's goal all day. I, my goal, I was like, all right, man. Our goal here is to pass the 18 again before the stage ends. <laughs> Ten hours would go by, we'd pass him again. Any, like, did anybody hear what was wrong in the beginning? Well, he, uh, he hit something. His right side was tore off. Uh, I think he just... His right front was corded. I mean, like... I think he just sucked in the beginning. I don't know. Damn, that thing man. was way it's off. They made Whatever they fixed, they made it way better because yeah. he could actually hang on, but he didn't want to be in the middle of everything. So I think he only... Like, he lost five laps pretty early, and then he only lost one more lap. What was your one tweet? Denny Hamlin just put Kyle Busch five laps down or something like that. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, was crazy in stage one, right? I mean, yeah. he was all over the place. He had his hands full driving, I think. Could you, you see it? Oh, it yeah, was bad. It, yeah. It was, and I'm, I almost, there was part of me that said he's just going to, I think they should fire him. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Somebody yeah. texted me, one of my friends texted me and said, if every uh, car was driving like Kyle Busch's, this Martinsville race would be like a really good race. <laughs> <laughs> It kind I mean, of he was like drifting end. all the way around. I the seen track. somebody, somebody at Big Al's last night said they gave Kyle Busch one of them old Gaunt Brother Motorsports cars. <laughs> oh, the old Toyota that ninety sixteen. He did have his hand. He was driving the hell out of it. He was like, I, it, it was, was wicked, really, man. It was really bad looking. Could you imagine what was going on in his brain? Could you? I don't. Hirschman, I mean, Hirschman had a good weekend. I mean, he spotted for Ty on Saturday yeah. and then had Kyle on Sunday. Well, Sunday <laughs> was probably a calm day. <laughs> yeah. 
I've got a question for Jeff. You went to F1 last weekend in Austin, then Martinsville this weekend. I'm just curious what the differences are <laughs> between the two events. I don't know if that's an accurate question. Or, <laughs> we might have all show. How were the vibes? What were the vibes like? Uh, you? you know, it was, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing is, um, you, you did have enthusiasm at both areas, right? I mean, the Martinsville race sold out for the first time since 2006. I mean, yeah, they took seats out, but still, I mean, to have that sellout vibe, it, it reminded me because, I mean, the first Martinsville race I went to was in 04. Um, and it kind of brought back that feel a little bit for me, like just the amount of people. And, um, you know, with everybody so into it there and so on top of the track, like that vibe was awesome. And, and the same for F1. I mean, it was just, you know, 150,000 people on race day or whatever there um, for Austin. But they were just so into it. And like every pass, they're getting super excited. Um, you know, NASCAR, you know, the cup race for a lot of it, especially the first half, there wasn't a lot to get excited about, but by the end with the Chastain thing, I mean, that whole place was like electric. Like the whole, it was just buzzing. Like they show his face on the scoreboard and everything. It was like, holy cow, this is, it just, it felt big. And so I think both of them, you know, despite their size difference and the event feel difference felt big, but um, I, I was just, I mean, it's pretty, that was a pretty cool back-to-back thing to be able to go to. I, I want to go to a Formula One race. But I mean, they get one race a year. I want year. to go to the one in Monaco, not here. Yeah, <laughs> but you won't be able to see much. Low expectations. Yeah, but like you would drown in Monaco. Yeah, probably. yeah, you would. <laughs> you'd be like Kimmy on that boat that one time he wrecked out early. <laughs> when he, remember, see that video? I look like the guy from Weekend at Bernie's on the back of one of them guys. Like they're driving by hundred percent. What about differences in activation? Like when you were there, as far as sponsors, you know how things are managed. Yeah, I mean, well, the the whole F one thing there they're so used to putting on like an event feel it feel. I mean, you know, they had like a green day concert there. They had a Ed Sheeran concert there and those are like included with your ticket. Some of your right. favorites. I went to green day. I was, I mean, <laughs> no, I did not I go to, to, yeah, to yeah, Ed Sheeran. That's a big one. No offense to Ed. No, miss saying, I don't know who. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like green day. I mean, I was, I'd never seen them before. So I was like, free concert. Okay. Like, were oh, they yeah. rocking out? Dude, they were awesome. There had to be like 50,000 people at the concert too. Damn. Um, but you can sing a green day, you know, like, you could name five of their songs right away. Name yeah. five. Uh, Why well, I can tell you the Dookie. Yeah, when I come I around. I didn't ask you to name five. When I, I come around. Um, when I come around. Yeah, yeah, that song. So what's um, the podcast rules? He for named me, one for music. You you can well, you play like five three seconds, but you can't sing them. You know at least five okay, of their can songs. Can we sing? Can we have a sing along? Yeah. I mean, let's go well, for it right now. No, Brett will end up clogging. No, I'm not clogging today. Yeah, but I mean, you know the. The thing about F1 is right now there's, there's playing with money balls. flowing through that place like right. crazy. Just insane amounts of money Big and sponsorship. Money. Yeah. Like you walk through and you're just like, I mean, when you're walking through the paddock and you're like, oh, there's Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Like he's walking around, you know? Holy like, cow. You're like, okay, well, this is, uh, they have some corporate people here. That's <laughs> kind of a big deal, you I know? See, I seen you tweet that, Tim Cook, and I was like, holy Tim Cook's here. I thought he was at our race. And I'm like, no, Gluck is oh, not I here. Told, I totally, <laughs> I saw your tweet about Ed Sheeran. I was like, Ed's at the NASCAR race? Like, what? <laughs> so, uh, what are some key learnings you think NASCAR should maybe take from that? Um, well, I mean, you know, it it's, I mean, it's not like NASCAR doesn't want a bunch of different manufacturers right. and companies and all that stuff in there. Um, I, I think the, the biggest thing that I feel from F1 right now that I would like to see um, is their drivers have a lot of buy-in um, to sell their personalities. Like, they're all basically you know, internationally famous stars right now, thanks to Netflix. They're almost like actors, right? Um, Connor Daly on Dirty Mo Media talks all the time about how, um, you know, it's like they, they become the most famous people in the world, essentially. But 
I think they figured out, okay, well, a lot of this is our personality. So they're willing to do sort of like the silly things, like the, the fun social content, the stuff that brings out laughs and, and uh, creativity and unique stuff. And they do a, like a lot of media, like a lot. Um, and, you know, the NASCAR it's drivers working. don't. Yeah, They really don't. Like we go a lot of weekends where we don't talk to, I mean, you know, like right now, Kyle Busch being out of the playoffs, for instance, right? Like he's not required to do media anymore once he's been eliminated. Um, so we haven't talked to him for weeks. I mean, he, he was nice enough to do like a 12 questions, but if he's not required by NASCAR to do anything. So we miss that, you know, we miss talking to Kyle or Harvick once Harvick got eliminated. I mean, he was on a roll for a while there. We'd like to hear what more, what yeah. he has to say. Um, so stuff like that. Is it like, required or do they do it? Somebody told them to shut up. Well, yeah, that, that too, that that's part of it. Somebody also told us, somebody also told the spotters to shut up. I, I, yeah. Yeah. They told that's the drivers to I, shut I up on that. Saturday and they told us spotters to shut up on Sunday. I heard that not from you guys. Really? Somebody, another somebody spotter else? told me that. Yeah. yeah. Was it TJ? No, it wasn't. No, no, nobody on the show. <laughs> what do you think? I seen today, and I don't know. I guess this is the Mexican Grand Prix that they're doing now. I seen some of the drivers complaining about seemed like fans, like fans in the paddock. Like, are they? Did you notice that when you well, were at Austin? It, it's it's a, it is a little bit extreme. Like, I mean, because they they sort of treat them like rock stars or whatever. Like, there's people like screaming and running after them and and like wow. flipping out like they're the Beatles or something. Like Lewis Hamilton comes out. Um, so I could see where they might want to back that down a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, it's part it's of the popularity. I mean, we all see Dale Jr. for years go through the garage and that just horde of people hoard. just goes around him. I mean, I, I can, uh, yeah. I'd walk in there with him and I'd just go, I just walked 30 feet away purposely because you were going to get knocked over. And yeah, if you yeah. were to watch him come in, I can tell you some stories about some fans that will, I mean. Yeah, I think the F1 guys haven't been used to that because this is, I mean, they've been popular around the world, but this is pretty recent for them, like with the Netflix oh, growth. Yeah, so two, two, three years. Yeah. yeah. So now they're suddenly like, whoa, this is a lot. You the know? show actually like opened the eyes of people like that didn't know anything about Formula One, what it's like to be in, involved in it. They did a good job with that show. I thought so. But I do think, you know, on the NASCAR side, as far as the spot for essentially the championship, the battle right now, you can think of more storylines on the NASCAR side than Formula One. Oh, yeah. I mean, Formula One, I mean, their championship been decided for three weeks already, right. you know, and, and what, what are you even watching for essentially? Right. Like you're, it's like, okay, well this has been over for a while. And and you saw that it was going to be over for months. Yeah. You knew who was going to win the title. Um, so, I mean, I've gone back and forth on NASCAR playoffs in general, but I mean, after yesterday, like, how can you be anti playoffs? Like, <laughs> you guys are all friends in the, in, in the NASCAR media world. How about F1? Was, uh, was it friendly? There's so many international, it seems like there's cliques, like the British journalists kind of stick together. Hey. And then you'd have like a group of like the Japanese journalists. <laughs> I can't um, speak Japanese. You didn't hang out with the Japanese journalists? I no. wasn't invited. I mean, the British writers are very nice to me. <laughs> no, Brett, I, Brett, I can imagine you in the media center at the Formula One. Race. I, can can imagine, I can imagine Brett hanging out with the Japanese guys. Like, hey! They all go out and have fun in every city. So, I mean, there'd be, yeah. You know. Good day, Jeff. You on holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing that I'll tell you what, like not to turn this entire show about holiday. F1, but like we talk about everything being bigger in F1. How about the fines? Let's, let's dole oh, out yeah. a $7 million fine to somebody oh, in, yeah. in NASCAR and see how well that goes. And they all said that was too, too weak. Too weak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, that was not enough punishment. That was terrible. Like, that doesn't deter anybody from doing anything. Seven million. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy! But, Sorry, um, I didn't mean to derail the show. No, no this no, is exactly fine. what we wanted uh, to cover off. Before on. we get rolling, I had I seen my buddy Jacob Lilly yesterday reached out to me, and he wanted to give DBC uh, Apaches in the Virginia National Guard. He just got back from Africa. Uh, Operation Enduring Freedom, apparently. Uh, and he wanted to give us his unit patch and his coin. So here they are. We will find a home for them here in the studio. Jacob, thank you for your service, as always. You know how you know Jason went to Big Al's? What? There's no point standings. <laughs> the re- the reset. It's over. It's over. I, I know, but there's no, like, Next how many points Denny was out. Like, there's nothing. Why does it matter? Yeah. Brett, look who's talking. Nothing. <laughs> This is the guy who can't even remember. I told you what last time night, like, this may not be as well prepared as you should be. Like, all right. Like, all right. <laughs> he also texted us last night, be sure to wear your Halloween costume. And I just um, want yeah. someone dressed up as Jesus. But uh, <laughs> Jason, you said you were coming uh, as Tyler Reddick, and I'm, I'm not seeing I don't him. have to do Jason should have came as Jesus. Jason would have made a good Jesus. He, he would have Jesus. We could have Your asked nickname. the guy at the track if we could borrow his costume. We should have just brought him. Yeah. 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 With his sign. With his sign. How, how long does it take to come up with a Jesus outfit? I don't know. I never tried to uh, do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was like. Was that fast? Was that already that guy's costume and it just worked like, out? That, or I like, think I mean, that is a, a product of Amazon and I, quick delivery. The funniest yeah. picture I saw, obviously, we saw 100. I seen Jordan <laughs> had a picture of him walking up the road. Somebody sent us a picture of him walking up the road. I saw one of the best pictures was. He's standing by the 23 car on Sunday with his arms up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, like, he, I mean, d- does it, did he get a hot pass like under Jesus or did he get it under his real name? Jesus does it. Or how did he Why get a hot a, pass? Yeah. Why does he need a hot pass? They said when he was out by the car, they, did, did he actually the walk? NASCAR official said, excuse me, Mr. Christ, can you please back up? <laughs> I saw it happen. I was right there in <laughs> That's oh pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is good. Gosh, that's really funny. Oh. Thanks to that guy for dressing up and NASCAR playing along with oh. it. That's pretty good. F1's got Tim Cook. We got Jesus. We got yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. Who wins Game there? over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have tons to talk about on Spot On, Spot Off. So let's first hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. When it comes to buying or selling your home, there's only one place to do it at. Do it with our friends at OfferPad. They provide an easy and convenient home selling experience. You can get started right now. Log on to OfferPad.com and fill out the five-minute form about your home. You will answer some basic questions about your home, submit it to OfferPad, and their real estate experts will get to work. OfferPad will send you a cash offer to your inbox within 24 hours. Then you have full control on your next move. If you take that cash offer, OfferPad provides lots of perks. You can sell without listing, there are no showings, you pick your own closing day, and the option for a free local move. That quick cash offer and those perks make it a no-brainer when it comes to selling your home. Do it with OfferPad. We're headed to race in Phoenix this weekend where OfferPad has a market. If you live in the area and want to make a move or move there to see us race twice a year, use OfferPad. When asked what you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, 
spot off. First topic. Chase Briscoe is the only driver below the playoff cutoff line to stay out during the final caution. TJ. Uh, spot on. That was his shot at making the chase or chase, making, the, making the final, final four. four. Um, he's been doing this all year. He's been doing this at times. He's been terrible. He was actually fast this weekend, but had a pit road penalty, got lapped, got the lucky dog. And this was his home run. This was his shot at, at making it and winning the race and, he uh, got really close. So there with about 10 to go, I was like, Chase Briscoe might win this race. Yeah. And, you know, that was, uh, he's been doing this stuff all year. So it doesn't surprise me that they did that. Great call by them to get the lap back and make a, make a call to put themselves to have a chance. So spot on. I'm spot off. What an idiot. Why would he go? Why would he try that? Who the hell put this topic in there? How are we supposed to spot off this? <laughs> yeah. This will be a unanimous. <laughs> I'm spot off, bro. I want him to lose. <laughs> Are you surprised that Bellini and them didn't try that or Byron too? It's like you figured that was their it, shot. It was this Hail Mary, and it looked like, like to TJ's point, it, it, I almost thought it was going to work because his teammate was on the front row. The biggest thing I thought was going to make it work is Cole Custer got clear getting into three, and he took it. And yeah. then Chase got a little bit of a gap, but yep. holy cow, the bulldozers came with new tires. The we six had rights. Being, the six being one of them. Um, and and the twenty obviously, man. Like we we've talked about game seven moments in the sport. That's the best game seven moment the last twenty laps we've ever seen. Poor poor Christopher Bell <laughs> takes four tires, goes up there and wins the race, and nobody gives a <laughs> because of what Ross Chastain did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can think of a few people who gave <laughs> while we were there. You, uh, who who yeah I mean, who 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 was talking about Christopher Bell at the end of that race? Well, I can say that were victory you, lane you, was a lot more like, exciting. Were you, what were you doing? Like clapping? I can say yeah. that victory lane was a lot more exciting than the one on Saturday. Spot on, so. spot off, Casey. Christopher Bell wins the race. Uh, I mean, I called it last week, and you guys said I was an idiot. That is not so. what I asked you. Just saying. That is not what Anyways, I Jeff, asked you. what do you think? Well, I mean, if he had not gotten that pit, uh, what was it, removing equipment? Yeah. yeah, fuel can. Fuel can. You know, he was running top five until then, and then you're like. Well, now that he's going to be at the back, he's screwed. So the fact that they got up there and even had a chance after that, um, you know, basically thanks to the strategy, obviously. Um, but I was like, you know, you, some of the scanners were lighting up after that and people were like, really? Those guys stayed out? Like, that's not going to work at all. I mean, I think that that was what I thought. I was like, these guys are going to get run over. This might cause a wreck. Um, so the fact that it worked that well for that long, I was like, holy crap, is this going to like this? They, they might have this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was the only thing they could do, I guess, in that situation. But I would have liked to see what happened. What would have happened had he not got that penalty? Like, could he may have maybe have gotten up there based on how the race played out? I don't know. Yeah, it was the race got good on old tires. That, like right, you said, to earlier, that point, was, it was it was seventy five for la, uh, for us. It was seventy laps. We would ride. We started twenty fourth or twenty fifth, I think, or twenty second. I don't even remember. Uh, and we would ride in 22nd for 70 laps. And then mm -hmm. we, from lap 70 to lap 130 or whatever the stages were, we drove to 15th. Then we read yeah. next restart. We rode in 15th for 75 laps. And then we drove to 10th. And then we drove into sixth. You know, like it was just, you just had to sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait. Okay, now we can go. And, you know, that was just a testament of the tire, which I think was better than the first race. We and saw the, more passing this, and this race. Tire and air, too. Yeah. Uh, we saw more passing, I thought, this race than the first race. So yeah. they're going in the right direction. We just need to go further. Denny drove through the field in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, he drove from oh. wherever. Drove up to the yeah. front. Yeah, it's a second. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can't really say you can't pass because Denny drove to the front in the first stage. So. And last week, you guys said he couldn't pass. 
After but, testing, you did Martinsville. It was the same. It was exactly like I said. Like it was eighty laps. You couldn't it, pass. It, it was like, jo- the first stage was a joke. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't do anything. I mean, you could after eighty laps, and luckily we ran. If we didn't have if we had cautions, we, the race would have been terrible. Luckily, yeah. we had 130 lap runs. So, does the car does the car suck or does Goodyear suck? Uh, I think it's a, a combination of both. My my biggest issue is still the shifting because I can see guys make mistakes on entry and it's like they just drop a gear and take back off and they don't have any repercussions of getting in too hot or getting free on entry or missing the corner. Um, it's just like okay, you know, you can miss the whole corner and just get. Your- point to drop a gear and take off and it's like okay well how the hell am i supposed to pass that you know uh and then the tire just not wearing because we see what happens when the tire wears after 80 laps it's a it's a pretty good race but it's just you know we just need that tire to, to wear faster do they not look super fast in the corner still oh, they're hauling ass like yeah. just when they it's like slot cars it's seriously when they go off into three you're like he's not going to make that corner and then he just rally Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue for this next topic. Jeff, this one's for you. Ross Chastain's Hail Mary move on in the final corners to make up enough positions to make the championship four. Spot on, spot off. I mean, this is like P1 on any spot off, spot on ever. Like, I mean, this is like the <laughs> biggest spot on you could possibly do. I mean, I, I just, I'm still blown away that this happened. I mean, when you think about like, this is what 75 years of NASCAR next year. And yeah. like nobody ever has done something like this and made it work and made it work. They've made, tried. Yeah, like, they right. Tried. Right. Yeah. But I mean that to think, and when you watch, when you watch the video that's synced up to his audio and it's like, literally he's coming out of two and they're like, he's like, they are like two spots. He's like, Oh, like this lot. I need two. He's like, like, yeah, he just gasses it up, grabs a gear and just completely sends it like in that much of a split second. Um, and you know, he said like, I never tried this on the simulator. I never, this was never pre-planned. I, I, you know, it wasn't in his head like, okay, if I get in this situation coming into this race, this is going to be my move. He just did it and it worked. And like, I, I mean, no matter how many times you watch the video and no matter from what angle, it's just like, I, you just still can't believe it. It's just, I'm, I, I am dying to know, honestly, like your guys' view from the roof on that because unfortunately I was in the media center by then. So I was just watching on TV. So I saw that clip of like that everybody else saw where they're crossing the line and all of a sudden he just shoots in. You're like, wait, is that Chastain? How? And then I, then I heard the scanners light up of like other drivers going, oh my gosh, did you guys see that? He, you know? I, he was probably... 15 car lengths behind us, probably getting down the back, you know, coming down the back stretch. And I don't, I, to this moment, I have no idea what I said to Bubba because I was dumbfounded. Like he was just all of a sudden, like I'm just in a normal corner where like we're in the middle of three and four and I, he comes flying into my peripheral vision and I'm like, I said, the, so they're wrecking out back. Wait, they're not wrecking. Like, he's, watch the one on top. Like, I don't even know. I could, I have to go back and listen to know what I said, but I was dumbfounded. I was like, oh my God, look at this. <laughs> yeah. I think I just started hollering because he almost got to us. Yeah. And he hit for, you. Yeah. And the straight, we were already straight at that point, but I, I was, I was calling him outside because I'm just, we're racing Danny and I'm just spotting Danny, like, you know, clear by half, clear by whatever. And I'm like, see this blur, this thing. I'm like, somebody has hit the wall. No, he's doing that on purpose. And <laughs> so we get like halfway through the corner. I'm like, he's going to get there. He, this is going to work. And I'm like, leave the, I'm like coming outside, coming outside, coming outside. Like, 
And Brad had, I don't think Brad, like, cause you're just racing one car. Nope. Nobody just randomly shows up and makes up 10 car lengths and then is outside. And I don't know if like, like I, it just didn't, we were driving off a of Denny and I'm thankful because I think Brad comes up no matter what at that point. Cause you're, he's looking at one car. Then all of a sudden here comes this flying object. Like, I mean, he was hauling ass. Like it stood out. And I mean, I don't mean disrespect to people, but I thought I was watching a terrorist attack. Like he went same thing, peripheral vision. I'm running to the back. I'm like, holy <laughs> what, what he did. He's lying. They practice it on sim. Okay. Uh, but man, I've, I've never seen anything like that ever, ever in any sport. Jeff, I, I saw you tweet. His, his lap time was two seconds faster than any lap that's ever been run. That is an like, Xfinity X5 more than fast moment of the year. Oh. Every, every year. Oh, Decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this, the most brilliant move that will ever be done in NASCAR. Yep. He pulled it off. Jeff, I saw you tweet that drivers have already, you know, gone to NASCAR saying there needs to be Winers. rules set in place Winers. for this in the future. And NASCAR has already said that oh, he was within the bounds police. of, There's of a it. There's a tear what you, in my beard. What are, you, what are you thinking? Well, first of all, um, it didn't even occur to me that this would not be like a cool ass move um, until like I heard, started hearing the drivers talk about it. Uh, Matt Weaver came up to me on pit road and he's like oh yo did you hear what larson just said you know because they all the drivers start coming over and talking him oh um, my god and so he's like yeah he just said it was like embarrassing for the sport um and all this stuff and i was like oh i mean i didn't really think you, of it you, that it, way your like, job is to go fast yeah i mean your I, job is to finish as good as you can finish just, was it an embarrassment just, just, no just no, a quick no. question who was the last person to try this in a cup race kyle larson okay. well he said he was embarrassed when he did it he well, said, I tried it and I was embarrassed. I bet, if, I it, if, I bet if it worked, he wouldn't have been embarrassed. No, same. <laughs> but I think, you know, there's no way. Now, okay, I will say this. If this becomes the norm, like every Martinsville race, somebody's going to try to do this or every playoff cutoff race, or you see it at Phoenix Championship race, like people start doing this all the time. And this is like how the end of races go. Because it's not always going to work out. So you're going to have some like total... She show, whatever you guys call it on this podcast. She show. She show. You know, like I, I, maybe you have to step in then and may, maybe say, all right, guys, like, but to do it now, I mean, that just was like the best moment in NASCAR history. Or it was you crazy. Dude, they brought it up. So I'm watching what well, you guys are eating your wings last night. Yeah. I'm watching Sunday Night Football. The Bills are playing. They talk about it like two or three times during the football game. I saw game. a replay during the game. Yeah, they showed it during the game, like during one of the breaks. They were like, yeah, the NASCAR team, Ross Chastain with a big move today. Like, and they showed it like, so that's. I mean, I it's mean, like truly listen, viral. It's a viral moment. Selfishly, since this was the Xfinity 500, I mean, we could not, Xfinity could not have asked for a better move or a really better ending to the race to have it be on additional sports coverage. I mean. You want to know how to grow your fan base? That. That. Well, okay, so so what? Let your what's balls your hang out and do that? What are your guys' takes? I mean, do do they at some I point have to? They're going to make a rule. <clears throat> if they do, they're yeah. stupid. They're going to make a rule. If they do, you, they're dumber than I thought they you were. You have to. You have to. No, you, you can't. Wow. What do you What do you say? Oh, my throttle hung. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, it, you're telling me what, the first what, what, and second. What does the, what does the rule what, need to be? Well, Logano's suggestion was if you oh, whiner. if you hit the wall and gain a position from hitting the wall. It's like basically the ver reverse of the oh, yellow line. Rule, here's right? my problem. Liner. You, the, the issue is I think they're going to make a rule. I, I don't think they all got I, outsmarted and they're mad about it. I, I think that but they're going to be normal. I think that, yeah, you can't, 
you got to protect these guys from themselves. You can't just have them driving into no, the you, fence no, all know. the time. No, yeah, what if they um, gate gave? Uh, yeah, gave if, up. if I mean that would have been ugly. If he would have rear, if if Bubba would have pulled up in front of him, not knowing he's coming, and we rear, and he rear-ended Bubba, it would have been lights yeah. out. Probably. If you don't be dumb. You better be tough. Okay. <laughs> Listen to yourself That's, this morning. <laughs> I am. Jesus. Uh, I don't know, but here's what I don't want. Well, what are you going to call the rule? Here's what I don't, don't want. Don't be a dumb. You can't. <laughs> you could can't be. make this a judgment call because be, then it's going to be a every disaster. call is a judgment call. It can't be a judgment call. It's got to be black and white. Whatever rule you're going to make, that's the name of the better sport. Better be black and judgment white. Call. Are you going to talk over everybody the whole just, show? Just Welcome you. to my life. <laughs> just you. Yeah, you're only allowed to talk over Casey. No one else. <laughs> All right. Let's move I, on. Hey, look at what, so what, you know. what are you going to name this rule? I'm not saying that I agree. The this watermelon rule. I don't know. <laughs> the watermelon <laughs> rule. But what's well, how can you if you're NASCAR? First of all, there's not even a rule against wrecking the leader out of a playoff race. No, apparently not. So oh. why are you going to make a rule for this then? Like you don't if they don't want to officiate that. This is this. I'm sure in the tower they're like, this is amazing. Like. Because there's a difference in a, I mean, a, a guy bumping a guy trying to get the position on him, and he, I don't think he meant to spin him out. He definitely wrecked him. Oh my god! But I don't think he intentionally just wanted to back him into the wall. I think he wanted to shoot him up the track. Okay. Compared to, I mean, this could have been bad, like Freddie says. There's, I don't want the championship to come down at Phoenix for you know, say whoever's leading goes into three and they're leading by three car lengths, and we got a guy that's blast the fence and passes him on the outside. I mean that. Like, It'd be exciting, but I don't think it can be the normal. I don't think it can. I don't you, think you this iRacing sport- advocates are now not iRacing advocates. It's not safe. It's illegal in iRacing, by the way. Yeah, you actually I, get I don't think for it. They officiate harder than we do. <laughs> if this was, if this was, you know, obviously like, you know, F1 or IndyCar or something that, you know, well, sort of like the more pure. It wouldn't work. But you, you wouldn't. Well, that's true. But you wouldn't make a rule. You don't care about the entertainment as much there. But this is. NASCAR, everything they do is going toward entertainment stuff. You just got the most entertaining outcome possible. So now how can they, and everybody's loving it. So how could you now go and be like, all right, well, you guys can't this, do that. This is a bad, like, it's going to get to the point where we're going to three on the last of Martinsville and every one of us is going to wall ride. Somebody's going to get in somebody and get checked up. And then you got this guy coming through there. At, how fast was he going? I mean, it, I and you hit, it like guy in front of and you hit almost a stopped car. If, there's, if something <laughs> happens in front of you, like somebody gets checked up. So the yellow line rule, the passing the grass can no longer exist. We can't wall ride. Like, come on, guys. Y'all are, y'all are crazy. I mean, if they make be, a rule about this, they, they'll lost their minds. I think it's like an exceeding track limits type thing. Like if you if you exceed the normal lane or using something, you know, I know it's not running outside the track, but if you're using. I was going to say, how do you exceed track limits? When you use a wall <laughs> to make go faster, I mean, that's pretty much exceeding the track limits, in my opinion. But I think you almost have to. I mean, he outsmarted everybody, and y'all are mad not, about I'm it. I'm not saying that. I just said it can't be the norm because somebody's going to get hurt. I, I you, you almost like, have risk. to be reactionary though. Like you almost have to might wait till so, like if the next time this happens, a big wreck causes it, then maybe NASCAR goes, okay, well. Like you, we can't do this anymore. I can't know? believe but y'all want to make a rule to stop. Nobody's this. saying we want to make a rule, Brett. If he's you shut saying, up for a second and he's listen, just saying he thinks there's going. I to think be there's one. going to be. Well, a they rule. should not. <laughs> I like this part. That's feisty today. <laughs> Me too. Hey, so just so you know, um, listen to this. This is pretty. This Uh-oh. is pretty incredible. Uh, Mike Wheeler says 125 mile per hour entering turn three. 
200 foot turn radius converted to metric divided by 9.8 he's a smart guy he's a nerd the one car pulled about 5.2 g's the first part of that corner that's fighter, that's fighter jet that's shit crazy. Right there. oh my gosh did you guys I see sw- bob's uh bob's interview um with chastain that he posted on his social uh that was the only time i've heard it but chastain was he sees his car go by and he's like laughing and He's talking about the move and he says like, yeah, it's kind of scrambled my head a little bit too. I, I mean, I imagine like uh, with all the stuff we've been talking about that's, this car. That's I mean, kind of what I was talking about. They need a rule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that had to go. Yeah. I mean, you just said a, you didn't said they need a rule. Well, they, 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 they're going to make a rule for that reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, if I, I wish I would have been like Justin Marks, just walked up to Ross and been like, that was our Phoenix car, man. What the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> Is that what he did? No, no. I, I wish he would. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, well, continuing on the Martinsville drama, Denny Hamlin is eliminated from title contention by Ross Chastain after a season of run-ins. Freddy. Yeah. Denny's great. Denny is great. <laughs> but Denny has one more race to show that he's not all talk because he threatened to, to take care of this, and, and I haven't seen it yet, if, unless you want to count that deal of Pocono. Which, I don't count it. Which wasn't really retaliatory, I don't think. Uh, listen, Ross put the bumper to him two or three times on that last restart, and Denny had the perfect opportunity to take care of this. And Did you did you see, though, like Ross didn't want Denny uh, yeah, behind him? Yeah. Like Ross would be like, hey, but I don't want you behind me. Yeah. He did that. So when he wrecked us, and I'm sure you guys all saw we saw it. So we're lining up. And we're like 13th, he's 12th, because there were so many cars lapped down. We were able to, they caught, we were stayed on the lead lap there. So you're not, we didn't, we lost five spots maybe. He kept pulling over and like letting us go. And they're telling us six in front of the one. He keeps stopping. I'm like, what do you want me to do here? He didn't want to start behind us. I'm like, Brad, you got to go. NASCAR's hollering us like, we got to, you know, whatever, let him go. So, and that like, I wanted the spot and they're trying to put us behind him. And I'm, he's like, not maintaining pace, first of all. He's like letting you go. I don't know if like what they say, though. If you let one go, you got to let them all go. But if he's not maintaining pace and we pass him, do we get that spot only? I don't know. But we restarted behind him. He was like, it was no fight. Like, he did not want us behind him. He, so. So, yeah, but I mean, like, I still. Smartly, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's smart on his part because I think, I, I don't know. I want to say I think Danny would have done something, but I, I'm still waiting, and he hasn't yet. Did you sign um, your con? Did you sign no, your con? No, not oh, yet. Okay. I mean, it might be revoked after this show, but uh, <laughs> let's, I, I don't get it. Like, let's, I don't know. You had If he would have if you would have exacted revenge there for all the other times he's done something to you this year after. for a championship. And, and, you're, and you knock him back to – if you spin him or knock him up the hill and he's 15th coming down the backstretch instead of 10th, you're in the playoffs. You're in the final four, and he's not. And and you didn't take that opportunity, and now you're going to watch him race for a championship. So I, I don't know. I, I, we've been saying all year he's going to do something, and, and it still hasn't happened. He just wants wins. Brett, spot on, spot off. Uh, I, I wanted Denny to win a championship this year, um, and, and it sucks. I, I Look, we just saw an iRacing video game, brilliant, dynamic, the m- best move in NASCAR history to not win a race, like I, I'm, I'm speechless for what Ross did. Like we could hate on Ross all day long, we could love Ross all day long. At the end of the day, it's the best thing that's ever happened to the sport. You want to know how to grow the sport? Have people do stuff like that. That is that is mind blowing. What do you think about Denny not retaliating at Martinsville? Um, I, I don't think the Pocono move was a retaliation. I think Denny was racing hard and a clever, you know, smart move on his part to run him up. And if if Ross Chastain wins this championship. Oh, could you imagine me at Denny Hamlin? 
all winner. So basically, all the points he cost who's a better him. driver, Denny Hamlin or Ross Chastain? Uh, Denny Hamlin. I mean, Ross even said yesterday he was like marveling at how you know Denny had gotten by him, and then he was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll just stay with him and follow him through." And he's like, "Denny absolutely took me to school. Like the way that Denny got those positions and left me in the dust." He Ross was like floored. Uh, I mean, he floored it all right. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I think the hundred uh, percent rule was definitely in effect. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's for sure. That was a 150% roll right so, there. Jeff, I want to know if you're spot on, spot off. And I also want to know, based off interviews with Denny, you know, his overall reaction, his overall feeling after yesterday. I mean, I guess I'm spot on because I just don't see when the opportunity was going to be there. All playoffs long. I mean, Denny, if you look at his playoffs, I mean, he has eight top tens in the nine races. Nobody else is even close. Um, he has a six point something average finish, which ranks probably in the top. I want to say we, we've, we're doing this project on the athletic this week. Where we're ranking all the champions um, and how they got there and everything. And I think a six point something average finish is one of like the top maybe five or six ever since Oh four. Um, even include like Jimmy's runs and stuff. I mean, Denny was doing everything you need to do to win a championship. So it didn't make sense that he was going to get into a feud with Ross. And then even yesterday, you know, Denny goes and wins the first two stages he really launches himself way above the cut line. I mean, if unless there's going to be a new winner, he doesn't have to worry about it at all. And then, you know, yeah, he loses the lead, but even on the last lap, he's still plus two to the good. So when were you going to make, I mean, if, if he gets into something with Chastain when he's still in the advantage spot during that race, there's a chance Ross is going to come back, get him. And then it's, it, it's so self-defeating. So, so you're saying he didn't need to, he didn't need to. And, and, I think you. I think what you do if you're Denny is you just basically tip your hat to the Ross move at the end and say, "Well, I mean, he got us. I mean, I'm sure you could say, man, I wish I would have taken care of this. I mean, you know, it looks like I was big talk, no action. I mean, definitely looks like that, right? Like if he had done something, he'd be in the final four. But it looked like he was just going to beat him straight up on the track, and Ross was going to be eliminated. And I just think who could have possibly seen that coming? I mean, I. I I just don't see when he would have done it. I don't think he can do it at Phoenix now, though, because now he's not in the championship four. And if you mess with the title driver, that's going to be frowned upon. So, you know, uh, I guess you just have to, you just have to uh, just take it. I mean, what, what can you do? I, what can you do? I just don't know. It's got to be a very, very bitter pill to swallow. But Denny ran a great race. It's his pit crew. Three times in a row, the three last times. three pit stops, lost him multiple spots. Yeah. And I, I do give him credit for not placing the blame. Like how he handled the situation, I think was very, I mean, that is championship worthy right there. Not I mean, this year, but in the future. Of all the, you know, the drivers we were talking about who were saying like, I don't know, maybe they should kind of look at this afterwards. I mean, Denny said, you know, we have to race within these walls and he figured out how to do it on the last lap better than we did. He did. Yep. And let's penalize him. Let's, let's make a rule where he can't. Denny's 41 years old. He doesn't have many of these uh, championships left. But he said last week, winning races is more important than championships. Uh, holy cow. If Craziest moment in NASCAR if, history was yesterday. If you're the leader of, if say they don't do anything, right? They don't do nothing about this. And you're leading Martinsville next year in the spring, coming to the checker flag. Go to the top. What are you going to do? You have to run the wall, right? You have to. You have no choice. And I, it was two point, seconds faster in a quarter of a mile distance. To your point, Freddie, though, like maybe that's where the rule part of it comes in, like the justification, because you're asking if, let's say, a driver is in that position and doesn't do it, everybody's going to be like, well, why didn't you stuff it in the wall? Why didn't you make this crazy, reckless move? Like, you must not really want to win. But that's not what you, you don't, you can't really put your athletes in that position because you're basically saying, 
oh, you're going to risk this or, you know, you have to hit a wall or you're not going to win. You're not going to. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're leading the race and there's no rule and you the guy is have five to back, destroy your car, to you win have the to race. do it. Like you have to, you have to drive in the, you have to run in the 100%. fence wide open. Because okay. So when third does it and wins the race, you're disqualified. You won the race, but sorry, you didn't win. Well, third won't get a chance to do it because you all have, we all have the whole top five is going to yeah, do it. We're all going to do it. No, no. <laughs> then you're going to have somebody try to slide job it and come up in the middle slide and then they're job. all going to hit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really think it could, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but could you not do this in the championship race next week? I don't, I think that's what I was, I was saying. I was talking about this last yes. night with Custer. I think it's too far do around. Corner's I don't think far. so. I think, I think the corner's too far no around. Chance. No chance. No chance. Dude, your car you break pretty it. hard for three. Yeah. But and I, he, did, he gained speed when he got into the fence. I know. Just I, so I, you know. I think the corner's too far around. I'll let you know later. We'll find <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. I'm going to get on there and do it. We're going to, Ross is going to do it. think he practiced this? I do. In sim. I do because he shifted. Yeah. How would you know to shift? He went to fifth gear. How would you know to shift? How did you know you were going to gain speed if you didn't practice it? That's my thing. So do you credit Ross Chastain with the move Look, no, or, I, or Josh Wise? Josh I credit Wise. everybody who pieced that gate together firmly. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, like credit a lot of the guys are working with Josh Wise, especially on the Chevy side, um, and they practice some funky <laughs> in these sims, especially road courses. Like like the shortcut shortcutting or b- just blow a chicane and do a stop and go and see I if mean, that's we, faster. Just a few months ago, we were talking about Chastain, his like him, like essentially questioning what you can possibly do to get a win. I mean, he was the only guy who is we've talked about multiple times. How is this any different than Indy? It's not. Y'all want to make a rule against it. And he got penalized there, though. I, I you know. It's it's really tough the day after to sit here and be like and try to think through the implications because we've just really never had you normally normally something that happens it's like okay you know the yellow line rule and then you see okay this happened because of this and over the years you say oh, all right maybe this went down the wrong road because it started as with this intent and now it's this it's so like the box has been opened and the door has been opened so big now like what are the <laughs> possibilities I mean this is really crazy so. I don't know. I keep going back and forth. I mean, you're both making good points on what they should do or not. I just, right now, I just don't see how you can, like if somebody does this at Phoenix next week and wins the title this way, I think it's viewed as, wow, that's incredible and exciting. And NASCAR gets more buzz and everybody's like, okay, well he did it. Like he won the title. Like maybe they don't need to officiate that yet. So, so you're the leader has to make a decision at Phoenix. I'm either going to run the corner. It ain't going to work at Phoenix. Uh, I don't think it works at Phoenix. Well, I'll ask Ross because he's practicing today. You, probably. So you're gonna you were gonna go into Martinsville and tell me it was gonna work there? No. Uh, Usually when they hit the work on the sim, it, it might. But, but I'm saying though, like normally when you hit the wall in Martinsville, you kind of slow down. He gained speed. How much of a bonus should Justin Marks give Ross Chastain? Oh, a lot. What should his yeah. bonus be? A long term deal, like. You're life. our driver for yeah. as long as you want. I, I, I said on the show Waterman months and months and months ago. <laughs> that Ross Chastain would be in his best situation if he's on a one-year deal because he's won two races, and then and now he pulls this <laughs> off. Like, like, he should be one of the top ten highest-paid guys in the sport. Do you agree with that? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. He's in the final <laughs> four. How do you not agree with that? <laughs> I mean, you're telling me he should make he more does, than he does, Denny he Hamlin's not. Should he make more than Denny Hamlin? Denny Hamlin makes ten times what Ross Chastain makes. Yeah, but I don't know. Just because you make the final four, you deserve to be. I, I oh, don't my know God. You make the final four, you shouldn't be a top ten pay guy. 
I mean, look at him, not me. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where they're all ranked. Like, I don't know like where. Both people like, I, Congratulations, like Ross. You won two races. You're a Final Four guy. You should be the 21st. I think he's Heisman. earning his way up the ladder for sure. He's okay. winning races, like you said, and he's. Uh, I'm glad you're not an agent. Well, here's the thing. Not if, my if, agent. If anyway. you didn't, if you I'm didn't glad I'm on the top ten paid well, spotters on the stand. Well, that's if you different. didn't pay him, somebody should you would. be one of the top ten paid spotters on the stand? Uh, do I perform well? By the top four? Apparently not. I mean, I'm 30-something in points again. Now I guess I should be probably in the bottom. I didn't make I'm Stop way down cheating. in points. Yeah, see you at the trailer park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have a camper. I mean, All right, let's just moved into a camper because my really points I really want position. a clip of Gluck just going like this the whole time. <laughs> well, do you remember last time he was on the show when we were talking about how great Kyle was? And yeah. his picture? Yeah. <laughs> so, this, I mean, this is I'll here, put it this way. Go, Ross Jeff. is solidifying himself as a, as a top-tier guy. He needs to continue the trend, though. But pay him like I mean, if I don't know what he makes. By the way, I, I don't either. I hope he is a top ten pay guy, but he's not. But he should be. Probably not. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. All right, continuing on to Xfinity Series race on Saturday, which was clearly nothing to talk about here. Oh, my God. Ty Gibbs punts teammate Brandon Jones into turn one to win the Xfinity Series race. Jeff, spot on, spot off. I mean, just as like uh, the Chastain move was sort of P1 on the ultimate spot on list, this is, this might be the bottom of the ultimate spot off list. Um, I just hated this so much. Like, it just... It made no sense to me, like logically at all. Like, I just don't understand short-term implications, long-term implications, um, next week, that race, everything, like for your organization, for the way you're viewed by fans, for who you're going to race against, um, for your reputation, for sponsors, like everything about it, I just don't get. And I do think that he, you know, I, I guess I'm, sort of out on an island a little bit on this in terms of like NASCAR stepping into penalized stuff. But how, how long are you going to, how, how far is the line going to go before NASCAR goes, okay, like you, you can't do that for a win. You can't, you cannot just take out the leader who's about to make the final four on the last lap, just blatantly take them out um, and, and win the race yourself. Like, you know, at short tracks, you get sent to the back, many short tracks. If, if you take out the leader intentional or not, um, this felt like he was trying to give him a pretty hard hit. And if he wasn't trying to, and if it was a mistake, like he said, you know, he kept saying afterwards multiple times in the media center, like over and over again, look, I, I was trying to bump him. I was trying to move him, but I wasn't trying to wreck him. Okay. Rattles cage. But if you're trying to do that and, and you go, oh, I made a mistake. I accidentally wrecked my teammate. Like I was trying to move him and oops. Or for the fourth time. Then why would you do like one of the biggest burnouts of the year right after that, get out of the car as the entire like 
grandstand is booing the out of you. Second Sorry, coming grandstand. of Jesus. <laughs> um, and then, you know, wave your hand, you know, to egg on the cheers. Like you would, you would get out with no celebration at all and just go, oh man, like I really hate to race that way. Like I, I like how Kyle Larson did it with Chase Elliott few months ago, how he did not necessarily celebrate as much as he could. Yeah. Like you respect. That's what, that's what happens when you win how you're not supposed to, but he clearly thought what he did was fine and cool. So therefore there had to be some intent behind it because that it just doesn't add up otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, the 19 put the bumper to the 54 when they, on the restart, moved him up the hill. And I think the 54 had all intentions of, He's not, you know, I, I think he just said to himself, he's not winning this race, whether or not. I don't know if he intended to wreck him or not. I think he intended to move him, but it was poorly executed and he wrecked him. Um, and, and, and to his point, if you look at the SMT dad a little bit, the 19 did back his entry up a little bit because he knows the shots coming. He, you know, you can see in, in instances like that, you can see when a guy squares you up at the start finish line, like, oh, he got the, down there. You to know, do he it. got down at the start finish line and lined him up. Okay, this is coming. Like you can get this uh, uh, Drew Herring spots for Brandon. I'm sure he probably warned him. All right, hold on. This is you know, he's getting ready to move mm-hmm. you. So you kind of back your entry up a little bit, and maybe that caught tie off guard. Um, but he had all intentions of the 19 not winning that race, whether or not he was intending to wreck him or not. But he he was going to move him out of the way and cost him the race, which still blows my mind of why you would knock another JGR car out of the playoffs. I mean, I know that Brandon Jones is leaving. He's going um, JRM next year. To the but, guys you're racing. But there's a lot of guys in that shop today in Huntersville that are pretty pissed off at Ty Gibbs, I'm sure. Guys on the 19 team, guys in the fab shop. You know, you just cost them another chance. You know, now there's three JRM cars versus your one you know, JGR car, when you, you just went from a 50% chance to a 25% chance of winning the championship because of you wanted, you had to move that guy out of the way. And it's, I don't I know. I think it's less than that. Cause I think now that I think the 19 is probably a teammate of the other ones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the thing that we'll look at. You know, we talk about on here all the time. The guys are everybody. Oh, you know, we just talked about Danny. I'm going to get him at some point. I'm going to get him at some point. Brandon Jones, to my knowledge, didn't say like he, he didn't handled it he so didn't well. say anything and that's the guy you got to watch out that, for those <laughs> are the guys that you got to watch out for so he, brandon jones turned the other cheek i would say a very uh very <laughs> that's a very sense. biblical of you yes, yes. <laughs> that i mean you want to talk about just doubling down on a bad idea like all right now i've done this i've knocked my player my, my teammate out of the playoff out of the final four but you know what i'm going to do now is just compare myself to jesus and Oh yeah, well, they, um, they they hated him too. From what I was told, um, I'm spot off, man. I you know Ty's admitted he's made mistakes this year. Went through kind of a quiet spell where nothing really kind of happened, and and then you know he's made a lot of mistakes. He's done a lot of aggressive things, and and then you do this, and I just don't understand any of the thinking behind it. Like you said, like wow. we're a bunch of hypocrites. I did, yeah, but we I mean, we say win at all cost on the show all the time. Yes, but there's like, I you don't, I don't agree with turning a guy. I, I'm, I'm a fine if he runs out of the corner, knocks him up Let's, the track. Here, and I mean, to Brett's point, if that's Noah Gragson that he does that to, does anybody give a? Um, I mean, Noah probably does. I mean, Noah will, but th- does he get the chorus of booze like that? You know, I know Noah's got a, maybe Noah's a poor example because he's well, got a huge I, fan base, but if Dale Earnhardt did that, would everybody those, A lot of those guys <laughs> no. get out though. And like, yeah. if, like he says though, he gets out and just says, yeah, that's what, that was what I, that's, that's what I did. It's what I wanted to do. There's no like, man, I really hated to do that. You know, I hate it. You know, I didn't want to win that way, but you know, I'm happy for my guy. They, there's no like, gets out and calls it on like 
Yeah, that's bad. You know, are you not entertained? You know, like this is it. Like, but just doesn't make sense, man. Like now you just instead of creating a teammate racing in the he's a terrible team, teammate. You now you got an enemy, another enemy, like another one. And but when's Brandon know. Jones going to see Ty Gibbs again, other than Phoenix? Well, I don't know. We'll see what where he they end up. Won't. Turn one lap one. <laughs> we we make fun of TJ's initials, standing for thanks, Junior. What does TG stand for? Thanks, Grandpa. Mm. That that gave me let's go Brandon vibes. That oh, coming yeah. from the grandstand. Yeah. They actually said it all the grandstands. Did you hear them? They were. We yeah. we literally oh, yes. say on this thing, you know, and it sucks. Like it sucks to be Brandon Jones right now, but. Ty Gibbs won at all costs. And Ty Gibbs is positioning himself as the new intimidator. I actually think that it's great to be Brandon right now because I cannot imagine more people on his side. What I don't right get now. is, man, how much money has Brandon Jones brought to Joe Gibbs Racing <laughs> over the last several years? A lot. Oh, my Jesus. A lot. Talk, speak of Jesus. <laughs> speak of Jesus. This guy's brought $15 million? Like crazy amounts of money a sponsorship to this team and holy cow, what a terrible way to be disrespected. Like, I don't know, but, but what is, what does Ty go? Hey, sorry, grandpa. Can I still fly home with you on your challenger? Like, how does this work? What, what are the repercussions of Ty Gibbs doing that? Like we all say it sucks for Brandon Jones. He shouldn't have done it, but what actually happens? I think it's long-term repercussions because you lost any benefit of the doubt. You lost all respect in the garage. The entire garage is like, man, that, that guy, you know he, what I, mean? I don't think he has a lot of respect in the cup garage anyway. Well, you don't have any now. I mean, and now it's going to really take a long time. I mean, fan base wise, like honestly, when he'd do some of the stuff earlier, even the pit road thing. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, that's really bad. But, you know, eventually he'll learn not to do that. Like he'll, he'll get that stuff under control. He'll get that stuff sorted out. And I think he means well, you know, ultimately he has some lapses of judgment. This was more than like, a lapse of judgment. This was like a conscious decision and like backing it up. Like I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to race and this is how I'm going to be. Um, and then, you know, like you said, doubling down on, on the comments afterwards and things like that. Like, so that's who he is now. Okay. Like that's, that's different than I was perceiving him. So I think the perception of is changed. Um, he's probably fine, you know, sponsor wise, you know, uh, and obviously he's not going to lose his ride, but I think long-term, if you become like even Kyle Bush, right? As much as we talk about Kyle Bush on, on the show, um, Kyle Bush would rather be the most popular driver. He doesn't want to be disliked. There's been times when he sort of, you know, would wear, wear the black hat, you know, out of fun, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to be booed. Right. Like and, nope, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. So, but so I think you're seeing Ty Gibbs become the closest to like embracing the villain thing that we've seen, but I don't think that's in a, in a sponsorship based sport. I just don't see how that's the great move, especially at his age. You're you're really taking a path in your career now that is going to be hard to come back from. So I there's no repercussions to your question at the moment, but I think there's going to be he's going to regret that down the road. Carl Edwards got away with it his whole career. He'd smile and say, I didn't mean to do that. I think I think Ty's just setting up. He wants to be the opening act on the Ross Chastain don't give a tour for the rest of the year <laughs> or going into next year. Yeah. The Chastain, it flipped. Like he was booed before the race and driver intros and he got the massive cheers afterwards. So I, now everybody's like, okay, Chastain, like right. that, that redeemed him. So he I got mean, booed. I didn't know that in driver intros. Wow. I'm yeah. Sure, yeah. He does. Did my yeah. guy get booed yesterday? Huh. No, not at all. 
TJ said he didn't really Listen, get booed. Bubba no, Wallace. I, said you, I, I, I literally joking. Oh. before the race, I told Freddie this. I, I hope that Bubba Wallace on Sunday morning showed up with a bouquet of flowers and a thank you card and said, here, Ty, thanks for taking <laughs> yeah. all the media attention. Guys like Jeff Gluck, thanks for taking me off blast and, and putting it on you. And then Ross Chastain takes all the blast off of Ty and, and puts these cheers into the media. I will, like, I will tell you there was cash exchange in our pre-race meeting. What happened? Bubba and Ty thanking him. <laughs> he should. I mean, I think Bubba took the cash back, but Bubba did a good job though. He went like the other, he luckily there's other bigger events and he ran, went and ran a quiet, good race. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He came, he showed up, he did his media. I mean, you were, you, you had some good points in last week's podcast, Brad, about thank you. Uh, how, you oh, know, God. it was going to be really difficult for him to come back and he needed to sort of just, you know, get through this that weekend. And I think he, he did, you know, like he, he ch- sort of checked all the boxes that he needs to, to move on. And like you said, now there's way bigger things that everybody's talking about and everybody's just like, Oh yeah, the Bubba thing. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, bell by making it really lets him off the hook because yeah. it's like, <laughs> that's the guy you wrecked. No, the guy who won. Well, and, 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 and to, so Bubba did two things. Well, obviously Bell making it, but Bubba also did the biggest thing and the hardest thing mentally. He ran well all day. Mm-hmm. Where'd you finish? Uh, eighth, I think. And ran well. Lucky. Like, that's been nice. Eighth, eighth is a good run at Marshville. It's hard to run. And we, I, mean, I think we were a little bit better than that. Um, there were some reasons why we couldn't. We would have finished seventh if Ross wouldn't have done his brilliant move. <laughs> yeah, we were seventh. Penalize uh, that guy. But yeah, uh, we were good. I mean, I, you know, we we I I don't know. We've put four tires on, and maybe that was not the like we might have had a shot if we didn't. But I don't know. We were going to be a sixth to tenth place car somewhere in there. And he went up after in victory lane and congratulated Bubba. He delayed. He victory congratulated lane. Bubba. I mean, <laughs> congratulate Christopher. Delayed Casey victory went lane. To big L's too often. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, all right. Well, don't worry. There's more Xfinity series drama. Austin Hill punches Maya Snyder after the Xfinity Series race at Martinsville. Oh man! I I really I just saw this this morning for I the first question, time. I have. Have you seen it? There's. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Spot on. There, spot off. Not Freddy. him getting up, but there's, like the hit. There's been multiple times where I've questioned Maya's maybe intelligence level, and <laughs> I'm questioning it again because that is a big old boy that you are. With and country boy, uh, yeah, and the, from what I understand, I don't know, Jeff, you might have more insight to this. I my went to went to Austin's car. They're at Austin's car, I believe, and was chirping and saying whatever. And Austin said, "Just get the f- away from me," and he didn't. And then he was on the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> shortly after that. So uh, that's I, I don't know why. If you're Maya Snyder, you want to start a fight with Austin. He Hill, won't do but. that again. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know they got in. I didn't know any punches were thrown until this morning. I saw, I saw a video. I saw like, the video. There was the initial video I saw, they were just rolling around on the ground. Yeah, I was like, that's oh. what I saw. And I was like, that oh. was Xfinity Racing. They caught it right and then, And then the other video came out last night of Big Al's, and I was like, oh, wow. How many cup drivers do you think are going to with Austin Hill if he ever makes it to cup after seeing that? <laughs> I uh, next name year. a cup driver that will walk up to Austin Hill right now and want to start a fight. None. I mean, uh, something Ross. Ross probably the only one. He's, he don't give a. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ross, the thing about this, Ross doesn't go talk to anybody. They normally go to talk to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeff. 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 Let me give you an idea. The next time you want to interview Austin Hill, you go, "Hey, man, can I ask you a question?" <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You yeah. don't want that guy sir, throwing haymakers at you. Well, and let's be honest. That's been. Um, there's been many people you would think might have deserved to get punched in the face over the course of the season at times. And we all talk about it all the time. Like, man, like these guys, they, they say, Oh, you know, they're going to regret this or whatever. And nothing ever happens. 
Um, apparently it will happen with Austin Hill if you get somewhere <laughs> like him. So now lesson learned, right? And that's, isn't that a message that you need to send at times? Whether, uh, yeah, great. I mean, I mean, he gave the warning, get away, get out of here. Then it was uh, game on. <laughs> I, I don't think, I, I think I saw somewhere that NASCAR is reviewing it. So I don't know if there's going to be. What's the review? <laughs> well, you got knocked off. <laughs> but I would rather see up, that Craig. than get up, Craig. <laughs> don't do something with your car, you know, that's in, in a really yeah. dangerous way. I'd rather see them, you know, handle it afterwards. What was, what was, I don't remember. <laughs> what was Ty's? <laughs> Let's see if anybody get this art, hit this horse's college. Like, holy. <laughs> Yeah, this Sam was cousin at wow. fucking Saeed's a couple. Sam took a pretty good shot for <laughs> nephew, whatever he was. Oh. Uh, what was Ty's penalty I, for punching? If anybody should be on concussion protocol, it should be Maya Snyder. I promise you, he got knocked out. I uh, yeah, that that video is too far away to see. No, so, I mean I wasn't I wasn't there. If so. he didn't get knocked out, well, I'm questioning Austin Hill. I'm not as worried as I, I got used a text to be. from Bob after after like about I don't know ten minutes after the race, and he's like, um, "Did Austin Hill get in a fight with somebody?" And I'm like, no, I was like, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. The answer yeah. was no, that was not a fight. <laughs> you ever see I mean, what a they didn't show it on, ball? I was up in the press box. They didn't show it on TV. It wasn't, you know, I didn't see any scuffles or anything like from where I was. So I was like, I mean, not that I know of. Um, Cause he's like, okay. Yeah. He had a weird comment. Like after the, like was referring <laughs> to something, but yeah. <laughs> um, so then the video comes out, you know, yesterday and it was like, Oh, yep. I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, what's even happened. worse is what it was over. It was, I guess, Maya was running like that big arc in the corner and like and leaving the door open a little bit and then cutting down and and um, Austin drove to the bottom like anybody would. If you're running the bottom, you're yep. gonna drive in there if it's open. And yep. Maya cut down and that's how he got spun out. That's what it was. And I guess it wasn't even a nothing was even said during the race. Like you didn't even know he was mad. So Maya. So I yeah. don't know. What was Ty's penalty, Jason? Uh, no, there's no penalty for the fight, just 15000 for making contact with Sam's car on pit road. Oh, okay. So then there shouldn't be a penalty. Well, that, we all know that, about precedence. So. Hands down, about, biggest hit of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, yeah. Oh, I ain't going Austin Hill. That's, I'm telling you, that's a big Remember boy. Remember the Ambrose Mears punch? Oh, that was yeah. at Richmond. No, that was the, pretty good. Yeah, but he didn't connect as I'm telling you. This, I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah, that, no, oh. Austin extended the whole way. Casey yeah. Mears took it on the chin. He moved two steps to the right. Yeah. And then the guy, uh, the engine tuner, come in from behind and, and elbowed but, a yeah. guy in the back of the head. But, like, uh, I've not seen a punch this hard in NASCAR history televised ever. Televised. Yeah, televised. <laughs> Who I have to give credit for is the fact that there was Jeff, not Jeff, a fight between AJ Allmendinger and Justin Allgaier. There's rumors that Jeff Gordon threw one at the airport that was that good. Really? But, but it wasn't televised. Oh yeah, oh, yeah he threw one. I at remember the you talking about yeah. that. Wasn't there another one with um your your guy? There's never no, been guy. this hard of a punch thrown in NASCAR history on pit road. It's like you were at that little video game thingy where they drop the punching bag down and you yeah. get like three punches. That's what I was saying. And That's what his head just squared like. off. But then what made it worse? This is how you know he's a country boy. After he hit him, you see what he did? Jumped on top of him. He jumped on top of him. Because to Dale Jr.'s point on our podcast, when you get in a fight, you don't swing once and hope it's over. You keep swinging. Oh, he jumped on top of him. I give Craven. Uh, they should give Craven a job at that, on that rodeo deal because he was riding Austin Hill about halfway down mid road. It looked like trying to get him off of him. All right, spot on, spot off. NASCAR releases crash test footage of the proposed rear changes to the next-gen car in the docu-series. Brett, spot on, spot off. Well, that's awesome because I didn't see this. Check your group me. 
I'm sorry. Seriously. I'm serious. I don't. I don't. Jeff, did you see the video? Yeah, I it's saw a clip on, of it on on, on Twitter. Um, what do you think? Well, I mean, <clears throat> it looks like it crumples more, but drivers also said that they were told that it still won't be, um, I guess, as good as the old car was or as safe as the old car was. Though it'll be an improvement. So I guess it sort of remains to be seen. Um, it's hard to make a judgment until we see it next year in action. Um, I mean, this crash test was what, at 30-something miles an hour or whatever. So um, I, how can you really – we wouldn't have known what this car was going to do until, unfortunately, guys started getting injured. Um, I guess we just have to wait and see, but it, it wouldn't – I'm not sure how much more comfort I'd take in it if I was a driver. Like, it's still not – as good as what I was driving before. So yeah. that, that's the thing we've harped on on here is if it's 0.0001% less safe than the last car, what are we doing? You know, and I, I, I agree with you. My, my question about watching that video and it's at 33 miles an hour and it's a square shot to the back bumper, which is not really common. I don't remember a lot of just square shots with the rear of the car. Cause you're normally you're spinning and you hit at some kind of angle, um, but We've had some square shots this year. Yeah, though. I mean, we hit fairly square, but it was still off center. But yeah. my, my, <clears throat> the thing watching that video that I took away from it is the integrity of the fuel cell, which is a big deal. I, I mean, that was that was kind of what the entire rear clip was for in the old car. You know, it, you can see it moves a lot more. It kind of crushes around it, and that's at 33 miles an hour. And I feel like if we're hitting a wall, we're hitting a wall probably faster than 33 miles an hour. I'm sure there's a reason they have data that supports mm -hmm. why they did it at 33 miles an hour. But, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is protecting that fuel cell because that's, that's step one. You know, I, I, I think if there's something, if that thing's compromised and we have a ball of fire coming out of the back of the car now, what the hell are we doing there? Um, so that's the only concern I had looking at that video was like, it definitely crushes more, but you see a lot more movement in that fuel cell. And I feel like that has to be addressed. But to, again, to the same point, it, why are we, why are we riding a car that's less safe than the car we had before? And it, and it sounds to me like they, they don't, they're not real confident they can ever get this car as safe as the other one. Here's how you know you have a problem. Two things on yesterday. We had a massive restart uh, where Denny slowed the pace, or maybe he didn't slow down. Maybe he just went really late. But there was a restart where a lot of guys piled into each other, my driver being one of them. And in that restart, Tyler Reddick quit. He got out of his car and, and quit. I'm not saying he quit, but he he got out of the car because of the contact that was made during that restart. And my driver, Justin Haley, was worried about uh, AJ Almendinger, who he ran in the back of, because he hit had such a major impact on the back of his car. Like if we have drivers getting out of cars because of contact on a restart, and because they're worried about a driver on a restart, like we've never been in this position as a sport yeah I, I think right like imagine being a competitor you're in the game it's the the slowest part of your whole race is is coming to the green and you hit a guy and we have a guy retire from the race and we have another guy worried about the guy who he hit in the rear yeah i mean that's I, never happened I, obviously i think tyler's deal stems a lot from last week he took a pretty big hit last week the inside wall and there were some rumors come out. I forget. I don't know if you tweeted or somebody tweeted it. Jordan, Jordan tweeted yeah. it that there was somebody from RCR told him that Tyler wasn't feeling great leading up to that. 
And then that contact kind of triggered something. And I talked to Tyler last night, and he said, "I just he's like, I just felt like I needed to get out. You know, I didn't feel right." And but did when right does that ever happen? Yeah, no. I'm gonna tell you when. No, but I, I commend Tyler for getting out because a lot of guys wouldn't have. Um, so I told him that's one of the first smart things I've seen him do in a really long time. Um, but you know, it's just <laughs> I think there are a few other things that he's done. <laughs> Thank you, uh, but no, I, I hope he's all right. And seeing Bowman come back this week is interesting. I think like what there's two guys who cannot wait to get to Phoenix. It's Tyler Reddick and Kyle Bush. <laughs> They're ready to get their season over with. I promise you. No kidding. No kidding. All right. So look, nobody needs a doctor more than probably my kids no my god they uh they go to the ortho doctor all the time we got a couple guys in our sport that do an amazing job bill heisel uh and and kim breath we're gonna call kim because ken does a lot of physical therapy with concussions obviously ironically a hot topic among our sport right now and even in in, in today's race and and maybe he needs to call maya snyder but but before we call maya snyder let's call let's call ken ken what's up Hey, how are you? I'm good, brother. What are you up to? Oh, uh, man, just uh, doing our daily grind at the uh, Hendrick Motorsports shop right now with the uh, Piku guys and uh, getting them tuned up for this last race before the offseason. Dude, that's awesome. So I set you up before we called you as someone who sees my kids all the time because they're always injured. But tell us a little bit about what you and Bill do for the sport to keep these guys healthy. So Bill Heisel is a physician assistant, and I'm a physical therapist and athletic trainer, and uh we spend time at all the shops uh, working on these guys during the week to keep them tuned up for all the little nicks and bumps that they have during the week as athletes that you would have in any other sport. Um, especially we're doing, we're telling these guys to do all the things our parents told them not to do is jump out in front of moving cars, carrying <laughs> big heavy things and lifting and twisting and doing all these unnatural movements and doing all, only one direction. And uh, so that comes with injuries with any uh, athletes as they train and as they get better and bigger and faster, the injuries come a little more and then add into getting hit by cars and all the other stuff that you uh, can't account for. So when they're uh, beat up, we take care of them. We get their uh, x-rays, MRIs, surgery scheduled for them, uh, any rehab therapy, uh, just about anything from head to toe that we can deal with to help them perform. That's what we do. So in the, in the shops during the week and then on weekends, we travel with these guys, make sure they're tuned up for uh, race time. So when I got to the sport, man, we didn't have guys like you around. Around what year did you you all start working with the teams and, and develop your opportunity to, to kind of be here for us at the racetrack to help us all out? So back in 2006 um, is when we officially started the Ortho Carolina Motorsports uh, division, so to speak, with our company, um, basically based on an idea that Bill Heisel had working in the NFL uh, he had connections with Coach Gibbs, um, and at the time we were we approached uh, Coach about treating their pit crew guys as they were getting bigger and faster, and seeing the uh, the importance of their ability to work at a fast pace. Um, that we needed to treat them like athletes, and which meant healthcare like athletes uh, get. And as they started recruiting more guys from Division One programs that were athletes that were they were accustomed to having high quality healthcare uh, for those bumps and bruises to to keep them performing at a high level it just made sense and coach bought into it and quickly thereafter uh mr hendrick um got on board and and slowly we've expanded to most of the teams in the sport and and to motocross now and and even uh imsa uh indy racing next year um it just kind of slowly keeps growing as they see the importance of taking care of these athletes as uh your most prized possession is your people and if you can keep them healthy they can perform at the highest level 
Uh, so, like on the on the uh, as far as concussions go, obviously that's the hot topic right now. Yep. They've they've been in motorsports, man, for as long as I've been around. I mean, my my friends have had them. My my drivers I've managed have had them. Nobody knew about it, or they just raced with it. Like, how do you guys view the the sensitivity around concussions right now? Because I guess my biggest question is: we saw Tua, what's his name? Ready? I'm, not, I'm not even going to yeah. try yeah. to pronounce his last name. <laughs> nor, nor am I. A redneck from South Carolina is not going to try. <laughs> to a T. To a T. <laughs> to a T. That's a great reference. Like, we saw him have what we thought was a concussion in a game. The very next game, he goes down in a crippled motion. And we see this guy come back quicker than we see NASCAR drivers come back. Like, how are concussions in your world um, treated and ultimately brought back to the position where the athlete can come back to, to, to compete? Yeah, concussions are really tricky because there's really no two the same. It's not like treating a knee or a shoulder injury where they're fairly similar. There may be some small differences. Uh, concussions are uh, a whole different animal in the sense that one guy can take a hit that you would think he'd knock it silly, and he does fine. Um, and others take what's seemingly a small hit. Uh, the, re- we, the research is kind of bearing out that the more smaller hit you have, the actually the worse you are than the one big traumatic hit. Um, so I, I think in our sport, what we're not picking up on, honestly, is all these small hits that may not cause them symptoms at the time, but accumulatively through the season that um, add up to a, a more longer lasting issue. Um, and then with concussions, you know, I mean, everybody's affected differently. Some are really sensitive to light. Some are sensitive to sound. Some are sensitive to balance issues. Um, and so treating them, first of all, you have to really figure out where that person is having their biggest issue and then attack that. And once you take care of that one, then find out if there's something else still remaining, you know, uh, that's the tricky part. It's a silent injury. People don't know if, if a driver's having issues with cognition or they're a little bit slower in response. Um, so we have, a battery of tests that we can run to test for concussions, but there's still no gold standard out there of definitively saying, yes, they have a concussion. No, they don't. It's take all the information, put it together. What's most likely, how do they respond? Put them in a stressful situation again, put them in simulators, try to recreate those situations that may trigger them. Um, and they may feel fine until they get into it. And I think maybe that's what we saw this weekend with Reddick and that's purely speculative, but he had a big hit last week and he has to pull himself out of the car because of head issues. Um, was it just a headache? Was he s- triggered by the heat and the sound and the smells that triggered him to maybe lose focus or concentration that he just felt it was unsafe? And he did the right thing. And that's that's really challenging for any athlete to pull themselves out. Um, so I think more education now, the more research we do, um, the better we'll all be. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's, it's a really challenging thing. Uh, as, as you have to be honest with your symptoms and, and, and tell the trainers, the therapists, the doctors, what's going on. Um, so Ken, this is Jeff Gluck from the athletic. So it, it sounds like you're saying that everybody still just has to be reliant on the drivers identifying their symptoms and not trying to hide them because the testing isn't there yet to, you know, definitively, you know, identify this kind of stuff. And then obviously you, you like you said, with them taking so many small hits that add up, you don't really know unless they come forward. Is that is that how it's going to be for the foreseeable future? 
I think that's a part of it. I think the technology will catch up. Um, we're seeing some newer sensors that you can put on helmets uh, that are uh, in football now that are very inexpensive um, and something that we've kind of discussed lately. Okay, is this something that could work in NASCAR? Um, they have a, a circular little piece that sticks on a helmet. It's about $50. Um, I, I haven't tested them or looked into them, but it's something that's popped up recently that you can put on a helmet um, and is it will accept certain hit loads, um, even rotational forces, and it won't trigger this little sensor. But at a certain threshold that you set, it triggers it and it turns red and it can't be reset. It's disposable. Um, is that something that we potentially look at in the future to say, hey, when this thing is triggered, at least we have to test. Um, at minimum, test them. If they pass, fine, no harm, no foul. But, um, you know, we have mouthpieces now that some of the drivers are wearing. I think the more data collection we get, maybe the closer we'll be. Um, you know, I personally, in my opinion, I think we should test these drivers more often with the tests we have. Um, I think we hit bare minimums and we can do more in testing to have better baselines um, because the the difference from their baseline, I believe at this point, is the best way to tell if they're symptoms. There's, there are certain tests you can't cheat. Reaction time, you can't cheat. Some balance tests, you really can't cheat them. Um, and so not that the drivers are specifically looking to cheat the test, but nobody wants to be held out of a game, especially if you, quote, feel fine until you get into the environment that actually triggers it. Um, and then all of a sudden you're not only putting yourself at risk, but you're putting other drivers or fans or anybody at risk. Your pit crews, you know, we need sound judgment. We need quick decision making. Um, so, yeah, I think I think there is a little bit on the drivers as well, though, um, that we have to have them, um, you know, be honest, you know, for their sake and others. Yeah. Ken, I don't know how much experience you have with this, but what what does the rehab look like for these guys? You know, obviously, it's different timelines for everybody. We see Kurt still out now for months. Uh, Bowman's coming back after three or four weeks. You know, obviously, every case is different. But what's what's a rehab look like? Like, how do you recover from a concussion? So, like I said before, um, it's a good question. You have to first get your diagnostics correct in the first place to, to know how to treat them. So you have to go through the battery of tests and find out, okay, are they having uh, concentration issues? Okay, well, then we work on concentration games, memorization, um, recall, um, hand-eye coordination, eye movement tracking, balance exercises. Um, and then when those baseline tests become more normalized, then we need to put them in a higher stress environment, high noise, a um, lot of visual distractions. So we have, you know, we have these touch boards. I'm sure you've seen on, on some of the, the programs already where they're touching the lights and it's moving around. They have to get the hand-eye coordination. Well, then we change the background. So there's actually cars moving. We have live video that we can feed in behind it. So it shows pit stops happening in the background. So they're having these visual cues that are more similar to race day of making good decisions, hitting marks. Um, so essentially creating more distractions, strobe lights, um, really trying to build a tolerance back up to those uh, those environmental factors that we can affect to mimic what they may be in the car. So, um, you know, it is it is challenging um, because they're not the same and, and you may respond really well. And we have other tests. Um, there's the Buffalo treadmill test where just from an exercise standpoint, getting the heart rate up, um, on a treadmill, you get them to minimal symptom level, and that kind of sets your heart rate level 
to do other exercises. And so you can test and retest. It's very valid test that you can look at to compare, are they making improvements? And again, some are going to improve faster than others. The, the number of concussions have had, um, the severity of symptoms, there's so many factors at play that that's, that's not, that's why they're not concussion clinics everywhere. It's, it's a tough thing to treat. And so, you know, we, we just have to treat each person individually and, and, you know, concentrate on hydration and sleep and all those other factors that can help overall get better. I think the Buffalo treadmill test just gave Freddie and I anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I look like a Buffalo on a treadmill. I don't think we're going to pass. <laughs> And we haven't had a concussion recently. (laughs) I felt like I had a concussion-like symptoms this morning, but (laughs) yeah. So they're good for they're good for hangovers too. (laughs) I guess my last question before we let you jump is: How do you actually get cleared to come back? Because are you at ninety percent and you're fine? Like, how how does the brain work with that? So um, ultimately, it has to be cleared by a neurologist or or the their personal doctor who's covering their care. We, as a therapist, all I can do is provide as much data or data, however you guys like to say it, (laughs) um, towards here's what I've done. Here's the environments I've put them in. Here's the stress that I've put them in. You know, ultimately, you know, it is a judgment call. And I think most will err on the side of caution when there's, um, risk to other people you know um you know in football if you have a concussion the risk is mostly to yourself um if you go in a little earlier but in a race car the risk is to a lot of other people especially the pit crew guys on pit road or other drivers so i in my opinion i think our driver our driver doctors are a little more cautious because there's risk to others Um, but ultimately you got to pass the test and and ideally you put them in a stressful situation as close to game setting as possible you know, with football, you get back to cardio first, then it's practice without hitting, then it's light hitting, and then it's you get back to football, full pads, full go. But for racing, it's kind of you, the racer, you don't. So um, I think we can put them in simulators. We can change the environments. Uh, we can do everything as possible to mimic it. I, I think back when um, Dale Jr. was getting back after all, all of his. He actually got them to allow him to test on an open track with no other cars around. Um, and we were able to do that somewhat in some of the lower series. But, you know, with testing rules with NASCAR makes that a little bit challenging as well as to get track time and, and to get others to, to take their cars out there and, and run laps with them to make sure they're okay. But it is a, it's, it's a judgment call. Um, so we rely on those, those guys way smarter than I am to make that ultimate call, uh, the ones that have the MD and get the big paychecks. Yeah, cool, man. Well, listen, we appreciate your time, and we appreciate you and Bill keeping us all safe and healthy, especially my three kids, because I think my three kids see you guys more than anybody else. So yeah, uh, we, we, we appreciate what you do, man. And, and and Ken is also a big listener of this show, so I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your what's your favorite favorite part about DBC? Uh, the Reaction Theater by far. <laughs> uh, the creativity is just uh, – it's unbelievable what, what people can do on short notice and songs and uh, – Man, it just makes me laugh every week, and and just kind of knowing you guys a little bit behind the scenes, uh, I just like the banner, and it's it's like sitting around with a bunch of buddies drinking and 
talking to your your uh, shop. So I, I enjoy it every week. All right, brother. We're gonna let you jump, and uh, I thought you were gonna say I was your favorite part. So after that, we're not friends anymore. Well, you, you keep you keep me employed. <laughs> well, I was gonna so say I do I do enjoy that. You're but. definitely his favorite because you're there once a week. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I'm on a first name basis with little kids. You Absolutely. Know, on their I text they get on time. I'm like, like, I'm like, hey, what do we do for this? And what do we do for that? We'll see you tomorrow. Their, their kids get a phone for Christmas, and the first two numbers programmed are uh, Bill, Ken, and then Mom and Dad. That's not a lie. Hey, thanks, brother. I'll see you soon. Right. See you soon. All right. Thanks for having thanks. me. Thanks, Bye. Ken. Door Bumper Clear fans, we want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecasts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers. The Dale Earnhardt Jr. full-size replica number three Sundrop helmets have just arrived and are available at RacingUSA.com. You can even get one autographed by Dale. Second, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com, Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Third, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so no need to wait for a sale. Fourth, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised diecast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fifth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the business. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Dormover Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite drivers, shop RacingUSA.com where you're always somebody special. Engine engine number nine. I'll tell you, if they don't hurry up and pick this track, I'm going to run out of beer and cigarettes. Okay, so TJ, look at the data all the time. Why don't we tell you this data? Hey, Freddie, just letting you know we got the beige GMC out in the parking lot in case you want to have Bubba come out and hit us like you said everything else on the track. So Hey, now. Jason, got a message for you. Get out of Dillner's ass. Reaction Theater starts now. So, uh, other than him f***ing Fence and Brandon Jones, um, can we talk about how dumb of a move that is? He's racing three guys next week's from a championship uh, who drive for the team that the guy he just fence is going to drive for next year i'm just saying if i was brandon jones that 54 is going to be in the wall before it finishes the race it, it ain't finishing the race <laughs> i think he feels very strongly on that topic i it's hard to disagree with him but right. he but brandon jones is going to get in trouble if he does because yeah. the precedent's been set if you follow that that you can't mess with the championship driver if you're not in the championship got loose so well that's what that's what we're gonna have to do right i mean otherwise you can't just go wreck him back I mean, you can. What are they going to find? It you? sounded like that guy was racing as he was calling in. <laughs> he was, did you hear that? He was shifting gears. <laughs> he might have been in Martinsville. Here's the funny part of this. Like, I literally look at the Xfinity Series as all the Truck Series drivers He's here. that TJ mentored over the years and raced like complete idiots and did not respect equipment and did not respect each other and hung on each other's door. They've now migrated into the Xfinity Series and that they're racing the exact same way. So we Ooh, blame you TJ. You can't blame Ty for that. But Ty, Ty skipped the, the truck series, and he still races that way. Why, why am the, I connected this, to this again? The, the stages and the way these kids are let. I mean, even at a local level, the way they're letting these guys race each other with no integrity, 
Guess what it's showing itself at? The biggest stage in the world of our, our world, NASCAR in America. Like, this, this is on officiating. If you don't officiate this stuff, it's going to keep happening. It's just like we talked about two weeks ago when Bubba did what he did. I called it targeting on here. It was targeting is what Ty Gibbs did to Brandon Jones. So what do you do? I don't know. You want no, Hosevar to be suspended. No, no matter what you do to, to no matter what you do to Ty Gibbs, Brandon Jones still doesn't get his win. Like that's my bigger struggle. Okay, you take the win away from Ty Gibbs, you black flag him, you you disqualify him. Brandon Jones still doesn't win. But if you do that, Ty Gibbs won't do it again. And, right. and we're we're letting this rough driving go on as boys have added. It, nothing pisses me off more than we say we're in the entertainment business. The fuck we are. We're in the racing business. And if we go back to racing and we don't allow that, it won't happen. We, we allow that to happen. You've got, you've, I agree. I mean, obviously I agree. You, you have to draw a line somewhere, but it doesn't sound. So I talked to NASCAR about this, by the way, in preparation for coming on here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you prepared for this? They, because I wanted to know what's their side of it. Yeah. Um, so they feel like there's a line between dirty and illegal. Um, so obviously like Ty Gibbs had a dirty move, but it's not necessarily an illegal move. My sort of contention is, well, in other sports, when you see a dirty, like Indomitian Sue stomps on somebody that is illegal. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I guess there's other, other plays in other sports that aren't officiated for being dirty, but that's, but you said football right there. Would you say, and, and look, race cars and football is different. Some people that listen to our show hate football, but would you say that was a block in the back? Clipping. Yeah, it was worse than that. It was like a... <laughs> was roughing yeah. the passer. <laughs> yeah, it was like one like of those... A, like those, a real one, though. Like a real <laughs> one of those unsportsmanlike conduct where, they, where you just totally just clean somebody out from behind. It was like know. roughing the passer at that damn Lake Norman Mooresville game on Friday. Yeah. Sons of... Like, I, I, don't know, I don't know how you draw this up, but the problem is we don't draw it up. We don't draw it up. There's no transparency. It just sets a, ter- a terrible example for young kids that are watching or local racers that if this guy's, if Ty Gibbs can dock the guy out of the way and win the race why and everybody celebrates, Look, why we, can't we, I? we had a spotters meeting two weeks ago where they called us on the roof and they chewed us out and they threatened our jobs and they called us privilege and they did all these things, right? But this is where the example is set for the, the tone of the sport and how we manage the sport and how we officiate the sport. And, and I think the Bubba Wild situation, you know, Freddie tweeted unprecedented, and, and I had team presidents calling me going, Freddie needs to watch his Twitter. At some point, he's going to need a job outside of Bubba Wallace. What Freddie felt was unprecedented was in the last three years, five years, whatever it's been, it was unprecedented. Because to your point, Carson Hosovar, in my mind, if I were running a sport, he'd have been suspended week 10 or whatever. He started doing that stupid that he was doing. But, like, we have got to draw lines. We have got to stop being gray. We live in this gray world. And the way we attract new fans is by letting things happen like Ross Chastain did yesterday. It, it, he, he had a brilliant move. And you guys say, well, it ain't safe. Well, who's it not safe for? It's not safe for him. Or the guy he would have ran into off of four if he did. Uh, that guy should have probably blocked the wall. Maybe he made the playoff. But like, it, it, there's just so many variables that we have this gray space, Jeff, that we live in that drives me nuts as a true sports fan. Because at my local dirt track level growing up on Saturday nights in Lancaster, South Carolina, if stupid shit happened, they fixed it. There was a fight and it was up. They, they Austin Hill, they'd Austin Hill you right there on the spot. Like we don't have that. When Denny Hamlin said a few weeks ago, 
we need new leadership. I think this is what he means. I don't think he means new people. Just set the rules straight for us. I, you know, I, I, I actually think that we're in the minority though, as far as believing me and you like, yes. Yeah. You're probably right. Uh, um, judging from Twitter reaction this weekend, uh, a lot of people don't feel that NASCAR should step in. They want the wild, wild west boys have at it kind of thing. Um, I just feel like that, I mean, that is what is embarrassing, I think, to the sport. Not not like a move like Chastain. No. When you, when you have people just running into each other and cleaning each other out for wins that takes no talent and just running over yeah. them. And, 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 and the reaction of the people is always based on who it is. Obviously, you know, Ty Gibbs is easy to hate right now. If if that's if Ty Gibbs does that to Chase Elliott, oh my God, he should have been thrown oh, out of the sport, you oh, know? Totally. So it's just, that's all reactionary based, yeah, I think, on who true. the driver is. Yeah, I've been know. on the receiving end of that and still <laughs> basically got told I shouldn't have been there. All right, well, let's I move on. Not there, but. Ty Gibbs over here thinking that he's Moses and Brandon Jones is a Red Sea. Sell that Jesus nonsense to someone else who believes you, buddy. <laughs> Part of the Red Sea. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Grandpa! Thank you, Grandpa! Thank you, Grandpa! I wonder, like, what guy started that chant? Because it's not like it's a thing. Yeah, no. So like, one guy made it a thing. Yeah, one guy said, hey, listen to this. When two guys just started yelling it, and then Maybe the entire grandstand was, was yelling. Might have been. <laughs> Might have been Jesus. <laughs> You'd have to get a, you'd have to enlist a buddy to do it, right? You'd yeah. have to be like, yo, yo, start this chant with me. Yeah. Because yeah. if you just start yelling it by yourself, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you could listen, have other people it's gotta be on, I crossed yeah. the front stretch there probably 15 years ago after Jimmy Johnson won a race, and they were chanting stuff that I don't want to repeat on this show to Jimmy. And it was like, it was really bad. And I mean, Jimmy, what Jimmy do? Jimmy, I mean, probably got the pole, spun out, went to the back, spun out again, came back to the front, won the race. But they were chanting. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't repeat it. Like, it's bad. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, holy Thank cow, you, this place Grandpa. is. I thought it was awesome. What on God's green earth did I just watch? <laughs> Ross Chastain, the innovator of innovations, apparently, decided to bring NASCAR 2005 off of the PS2 and put it into Martinsville. To get into the damn final four. All right, Mr. Hamlin, you're up. Batter's up. What if he ends up winning the championship? What if he wins it like that? Who's going to drive harder <laughs> than that guy? I hope he does win it like that. Oh my oh, no, God. Let's make a stupid rule where he can't do that again. That's what team you guys are on. <laughs> well, there's a spot in Phoenix that's on the line, and he's got to make a points, but he ain't got the time. He's below the cut line, but he's on the wall. His name is Ross Chastain. He's got watermelon balls. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing with his ball right now. Um, ben, you did an amazing job on these calls, by the way. This is great. My voice is a little bit shot, but I'm going to try to sing you fellas a song anyways. If you saw that video in Turns 3 and Turns 4, that guy going crazy like a little girl at a Justin Bieber concert. I took that video, <laughs> and that was me going crazy for Ross Chastain, baby. <laughs> Well, I was over in Martinsville yesterday eve. The first 400 laps about put me to sleep. I thought this sucks. It's just like spring. Then I saw something that I ain't never seen. Well, Denny was safe and old Christopher Bell was driving away just like a bat out of hell. 
It looked like the final four was set But they don't give an F towards not over yet Brandon said you're four points out Your chances are slim Oh my gosh, he's riding on the rim Ain't no other driver with that big of balls Ross Chastain in the watermelon wall crawl <laughs> Man, that's brilliant That's oh, really that's hard to do Man, that was awesome. Well, to leave an audio message 24-7, don't forget to go to anchor.fm slash clear. Click the message icons and we'll, icon, and we'll keep playing the best ones each week. Dirty Mo Media fans, this is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinero. We're here to tell you about the most honest, unfiltered, and informative IndyCar podcast on the market, Speed Street. Connor and I break down the weekly happenings of IndyCar, our lives on and off the track, and talk a little NASCAR and F1 as well. Dirty Mo Media's newest show is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. It is time for the Ask DBC Offer Pad question of the week. Don't forget to send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDBC. We'll keep picking the best ones. This first one is from at Dasand, I guess. Could the 11 spotter or any spotter have seen Ross along the wall and have done anything to help your driver? Well, I mean, Danny wouldn't have been able to do anything because if he got to Danny, that means he was in it already. Um, I would have probably been the one that would have had to have stopped him and i did not even consider it like if you commit to the bottom you're in the bottom yeah it's a commit one way or the other he passed us i want to say like right at the exit of four probably so we bubba's i would talk i called Bubba on the way home and he's like i don't know what i would have done if you told me to drive into the wall right there like it's like like, i've been like dude did you start drinking already he (laughs) went by you like a flyby at the beginning of the race like Like the jets going over there was no there really wasn't any time to react like he he went by us so fast it was like i was screaming at brad though i was screaming at brad leave the top open but he didn't know what i meant because you're driving off the guy right with you you don't know that there's this missile coming on the outside that <laughs> yeah. like there was yeah there's nothing that lambert could have done because if he would have got even if he got if he blocked him like it wouldn't matter up, he was going to be in you can't go from the bottom there to the top and hit the wall you're going to destroy your car you have but to also, start he only it. he only needed two spots and he passed five cars so yeah. it's it's already as soon as he started doing could it it's you, indefensible could you imagine if that didn't happen and the race ended danny's in and then we go to big Al's and we find out that the six got disqualified. Danny's out, and and Ross is in now. Like, yeah, they would have changed this, it. What two hours, th- three you hours? Would have changed later. the playoff drivers two hours after the race is over. Like, the world would have went burned down. Like, it would have been that would have been a very NASCAR thing. To, I'm pretty oh. sure the world <laughs> yes. the world is burned down this weekend anyway. <laughs> anything that happened, there. I just can't imagine what that would have looked like. If all right, here's our final four, and uh, actually, it's not. My yeah, day. because Denny will have done would have done all the post race media. Oh, Chastain yeah. would have gone home. He would have been disappointed. I mean, he would have been back in Charlotte or whatever, and then they would have been Being like, "Oh yeah." One. But yeah. how do you fix that? I mean, there's essentially nothing NASCAR can do, right? No, They're no. not going to add a fifth spot. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Please no. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it would have been. It but, just would have been a bad look. I mean, you kind of yeah. had the the opposite end of the spectrum and a great look for the sport. Everybody's talking about it. You would have had people going. Oh, this is so stupid, you know. Fixed. One, a guy that's not even in the playoffs changed the outcome of the Final Four, essentially, by failing inspection. Oh, my gosh. Like, everybody would have been up in arms, so. Thank God. This next one is from JM1495. 
They want to know how you switch between channel one and two. Wow, we don't really we switch. We don't switch. We have two radios. One's on channel one, one's on channel two. We have two buttons, basically, on yeah. our headsets. One's for channel two and one's for channel one. We have four radios. Uh, NASCAR to tell us what to do. And channel one, we listen to ourselves as well. That's on, a second, second, on another that's radio. That's your second radio. And third. Because if there is a radio problem, it happened to me yesterday with my team and actually every week with my team is there's a radio problem. And if we hear the radio problem on both channels, we know it's not us. Then we have a channel two, we talk to the crew chief, which is not private. It has to be public. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and then we have channel one that we talk to the driver. Yeah. So we really use channel one to talk to the driver and channel two to by the driver. Yes, essentially. Yeah, that's how that works. All right. Well, congratulations to you at Das. Sand, what I are guess. you sending them? What do they win? Uh, they can have a watermelon you ball. Get mm-hmm. yes, you get full credit for having this week's offer pad question. We'll give you, they give you two, so you have two watermelons. I, I, I will say this: the question of the week is my favorite segment Agreed. because we get what the fans want to talk about, and we get to give feedback. And what an idiot! It's my favorite segment. Is it? As a big fan of Mike the show. Davis wanted to do away with it a few weeks ago, and I was, like, was months ago. Was it months? Yeah, it was months. Oh, months. I'm an idiot. You are an idiot. We know. All right, it's time for us to get to our favorite Xfinity x more than fast moments from this week. And this should be a good one. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your favorite more than fast moments of this week? And I'm going to start with Jeff. Well, I know the, you know, the Ross Chastain one's really easy, but I, I feel like um, we didn't talk enough about Christopher Bell and what he did on the show. So I'm just going to go there really quick because I mean, for somebody, he only had two career wins entering the playoffs. And then he goes, he matches his career total by winning in two elimination races with his back against the wall to make the championship. Like, are you kidding me? Like had the Ross Chastain not happened, that is one of like the crazier playoff moments ever, like in this format anyway. Um, I mean, you, you had Kevin Harvick in like 2014 win his way in at Phoenix to make the finals, but you, I mean, you don't really see guys like really in that pressure situation go have to do it to make the final four that often. Um, he did it twice in the same playoffs. Dude, that is. That's epic. Yeah. I think Caitlin Vincy last week called it. She picked Christopher Excuse Bell. Uh, she said, walk off, win. And he did it again. I mean, talk about your back being up against a wall. I 100% agree with you, but I'm going to give it Casey to Casey wants credit for that, by the I'm way. Gonna I'm going to ride with Jeff Gluck on this. I'll give the Xfinity X5 more than fast moment to Bell's pit crew. Because they put him in position to come off pit road. And then from there, they come off pit road first again. Like, they legitimately set him up to be able to win this race. I thought the lane choice was interesting at the end by Custer to help Briscoe. I thought Custer stayed out to help Briscoe. But my Xfinity X5 more fast moment goes to Bell's pit crew. Because we're celebrating pit crews on here today. What they do and what they what the risk they give is is pretty amazing. I mean, my Xfinity X5 more than a fast moment is going to be Ross Chastain for driving by half the field in turn three. <laughs> like, it was insane. Like, there's no other way to describe. I've never seen anything like that before, and I don't know that we'll ever see anything like that again. I want to see it again. Though. I'm not saying you can. I'm just saying it's it's going to be I mean, that was good enough to have the award renamed, like the Xfinity more than <laughs> X5 more than fast Ross, Ross Chastain. Chastain. <laughs> yes. Of the year. Yeah. Right. Can, can we outlaw that? Should we tell me your honest opinion? He look, 
Freddie's getting a bad rap for this entire conversation. All he was saying is it's going to happen. TJ said the same thing. It's, it's, they're, we're projecting what's going to happen. He didn't say it. They should do it. He's saying this is why they will do it eventually. That's all. Do you I mean, think they should? Not, no, not yet. Not yet. I'm with you. Not, they, they again, it, if it, it probably will happen again because everybody sees one thing happen one time and everybody repeats it and does it. So by the fifth time this happens, the fifth time somebody does it and it's at Darlington or Dover or something and it wrecks half the field at the finish and it wrecks, takes out some playoff driver who was running 10th because some guy tried this and somebody, you know, if like somebody gets hurt or whatever. Yes, they will. They'll be all right. That's the end of that. I left the weekend wanting Jason Hamilton to be the president of NASCAR <laughs> Me too. moving forward because he is an amazing young leader. Man, I, I love that guy so much. Now I'm 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 jumping off Jason. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going Jeff Cluck for president. <laughs> Jeff Cluck for president. <laughs> Could you imagine you being the president uh, of NASCAR? Would you hire me? Every single no, person. Uh, that's what in I was going to ask. Are you there or not? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, like everybody. If I became the president of NASCAR, every current NASCAR employee would quit. Because they'd be like, absolutely not. Well, probably the same if any of you guys became president. We're Fair all probably equally, <laughs> equally liked within the whole. I will say, uh, to talk about Jason, like he, we, we spoke to him uh, Friday, Saturday morning, oh, yes. he let me know. and and we had a great conversation. The that was much better, well, much more well received on the roof than the previous meeting we had. I'm gonna give you a key word. It was actually a professional, yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are being officiated with uh, what you say. We're being threatened is what we were on uh, two weeks ago. And then this weekend we got free hot dogs in your sign and I'll take free hot dogs in your sign. I don't know how, I don't know how it's not unanimous that Ross Chastain doesn't get this for pulling that move. I mean, when you, when you make a move like that and it instantly comes a meme and that they play the Titanic music to it and all this stuff, it's incredible. So I'm giving it, it, it is unanimous. We just didn't have the balls to make it unanimous. It's got to be unanimous. That's a but y'all want to outlaw it. That's a move we probably won't see again. And it got him into the championship four. <sighs> what if he wins this thing? That's what I'm saying. Like I, I hate to say, and Freddie this. said, "What if he wins it like that?" Because man, I like <laughs> Willie B. I'm a Willie B. fan. I, I like I like the way he races and, and 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 presents himself. But he didn't deserve to be into the next round based on the move he pulled off on Denny. Like the Ross, holy cow. This guy deserves to be in the next round. And what if he wins it? I mean, I'm telling you, what if he throws it? It's like the up, year Logano like won it. Logano won it. Easy. You obviously were on that team when he did what he did with Truex, right? Yeah, we bumped him. I mean, people argued, was that clean? Was that okay? And it's like, I mean, go ahead and compare that and the Ty Gibson. You tell me which one was clean. Absolutely. Two guys raced across the line. I'll take that any day. I know it sucks to lose that way, but that's that's two guys going for it and racing and I'd take that any day. If you paint it black and white, your move was clean and Ty Gibbs was not. Yeah, I agree. I, I was just pissed off because I had the final four nailed until that <laughs> till that move. Till that lap. Till that corner. <laughs> that corner. Oh, that's a bad way to go out. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With all the speed for your devices, you get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with a faster net and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What an idiot. Let's move on to what an idiot. (laughs) Freddie's an idiot. (laughs) TJ, you want to start uh, off? I mean, other than Brett today... um, I think the consensus is. Oh, I mean, Martinsville always leaves. I've got a bunch. I got two I know, or three. Like Martinsville leaves so many that are so deserving. I've only got one. Um, you just want to go then? I'll go. Go ahead. Uh, Brandon Jones, if you'd have punched Ty Gibbs in the mouth like Austin Hill hit Matt Snyder the first time that kid f***ed you over, he wouldn't have wrecked you like that. You, you, If you lay down, I mean, I watched yesterday. I love Justin Haley to death. I watched Kyle Larson catch us as a leader. He could not pass us. I saw this. He knocked us out of the way, and I in, internally, I melted down. I wanted to throw Kyle Larson out of the state of Virginia. I was so f-ing mad because you're a champion. You're the best driver in the world. Why are you knocking the guy out of the way who's running, let's say, 28th? Hey, you can't cleanly, he don't discriminate. We you got can't cleanly pass me. Too. You're going to knock me out of the way? And, oh, by the way, Justin Haley's going to take it? Like, I watched Johnny Benson – one of the nicest guys in NASCAR history. Do you know who that is? Of course. Okay. <laughs> so how many races did he win? Seriously? He was so freaking nice. He didn't make it. You have to be a selfish around here, and you got to take care of business. One. You got to take care of business. If you don't, he didn't oh, win he, a cup race. If you don't take care of business, did. these guys are going to continue to push you around. He wrecked you at the LA Coliseum. If you're Justin Haley, he knocks you out of the way. You now lose a lap. Like these guys. That, that take crap from people drive me bonkers. I'm not saying violence is the answer, but if I were Brandon Jones, I would have fixed it the first time he did it. Noah Gregson said it best. He shouldn't be celebrating victory lane. He should be getting his ass whipped in victory lane. Well, and if, if you did that, he wouldn't wreck you again. What, what was Justin supposed to do when Larson, when the leader knocks him out of the way, though? Fence his ass. The leader as a lapped car? Fence him. He hits you, hit him back. Knock him out of the way. Chase Elliott takes the lead right then. Maybe he learns his lesson. You can't take crap from people. That is a problem with society. We let all these kids go around and, oh, God, we can't do no, You cannot take this crap from people. 2002, one cup win for Johnny Benson. Really? You know how I know? Because I was working on the other side of the shop there at MB2. He was <laughs> Where did on, he win at? He won in the tank car at Rockingham. That's awesome. I, I love Johnny you. Benson. Great guy. Um, I saw Bobby Lamonte, by the way, in the garage yesterday. I know. you. He, I asked him to come on our show, and he said, you have a show? <laughs> and he wasn't laughing. He, oh. he truly meant it. I said, yeah, I'm going to get your number from McMurray. And he said, I'll come on. So next year, Bobby the Bonnie. Freddie, who's your one idiot? <clears throat> well, I got two. Mm. My first one is uh, Jason Schultz. What? Because anybody that signs up to run 13 f-ing miles oh, yeah. is an idiot. Point right. 13.1. <laughs> Did you run the whole way? Yeah. Oh. What was your time? Oh, uh, like 152. Two no, hours? Under two you hours. You ran for two hours? Yeah. You're, you are an idiot. You're, You're an idiot. Mm. You're an idiot. The 100% an idiot. But my what an idiot, I can't help this. It has to go to the, I don't even know what to call him because he's not really a crew member. Uh, the fan that went over that the wall, went over the wall wow. for the 34 car, which I got, I had some of the guys from the team send me some DMs that it was 
the cousin of an engineer, I believe, that was supplied by a different team that helps Jesse Uji Motorsports out. They wanted to make it clear that it was not one of their guys. Uh, but yeah, you see him in the video. I think we tweeted it from Couch Racer. I probably shared, retweeted it. But it, the guy, it, you see it playing out. Like the guy taps him on the shoulder and points like, hey, catch that tire. And my man springs into action and just jumps over the wall, jeans and a T-shirt, grabs that tire. I mean, he did it quick. I'll give him <laughs> did credit. Did you see the people fast. on the pit box oh, looking the, there? The, all like, the crew chief throwing the water bottle at the guy to get him out of there. Like, so NASCAR's got to do something about that, right? Like they got to. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure that guy won't be allowed in the garage or something. Like, what else are they going to do? Yeah, but you got a guy on pit road that, I mean, literally on the hot pit road. <laughs> pit road. But you, you have to do something to I, that. I, and I heard there's rumors of um, – like right now, obviously, you have a sign guy. You got guys catching the tires that probably aren't suited up. And now they're saying like they may have to everybody that's involved in the pit stop may have to wear a fire suit or something. So uh, but this guy Speaking just of that, a did you see Jordan Anderson's pictures. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Really happened. Crazy. He posted pictures of like his recovery process, oh, like of his burns and stuff. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He looks his great suit. at the track this weekend. I know why he jumped that. out. I can tell you that. I, I mean, well, we talked about it on the show. Ooh. He was committed to get me out of this oven, hundred percent. And I mean, Dale Junior. I think I think we text back and forth about it or something. But like, he's like, man, it's twelve hundred degrees in there. What are you gonna do? I'm, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I can. I I'm on board with him getting so out. So the, the pictures oven. are bad. Oh, they're, they're, I mean, he's recovering well, but it was like scary, man. Like I see why he did that, made that decision. I can't tell if you're playing dumb right now because I showed you these pictures. He's always. Playing I, dumb. I don't remember seeing the pictures. <laughs> Jeff, who is your winning At the football this game? We were this is his favorite at. segment. Here we go. Here's your moment. So I wish I could. You can't give it to yourself. At somebody else, but no, like I really have to. Oh, so, boo. All right. I mean, I can maybe try to come up with somebody else, but the bottom line is, and and I just, I feel like I just have to keep owning this. We did a preseason predictions um, <laughs> and we did, we had to guess what our biggest disappointment of the year was going to be. And I said, oh. track house racing. You are, you nailed that one. So, <laughs> Justin Justin Marks actually texted me. Uh, I think it was at the start of the playoffs, and he's like, "Hey man, like just let you know, a um, lot of respect for you, but I want to let you know that I read your prediction to the uh, entire shop as Bolton board material going into the playoffs." So, wow. Um, you know, like they have like their meetings uh, every Tuesday That's or whatever. Why hated. Um, <laughs> So um, now Ross Chastain's in the final four. Yeah, um, that's really not that disappointing, I don't think. You know, that was. Uh, what did you tell the guys in the you, shop? They hated. You, Justin Marsh needs to write Ross Chastain a check and now you a check because you were their motivation. <laughs> yeah. And you probably no, need yeah. an apology letter. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, that was, you know, you, you always like make predictions or something, but that was really like probably the biggest miss I've like ever had in my entire life. That's. It's, it's just like, every time he ma makes it another round, it's just like, oh, man. That's like, uh, I forget the guy's name from ESPN that said Tom Brady was going to shit the bed because he was getting old. I think it was like Kellerman or somebody was like, yeah. Tom Brady's on a decline. He went out and won the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> like, good hey, job, Jeff. I'll tell yeah. you what wasn't a miss was Austin Hill's right hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, bro, are you okay? So yeah. Get him mouth yeah. to mouth. Hurry Don't up. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to give it to. Uh, uh, my, because you don't mess with a big old country boy. I mean, if you're going to get him, get him when he's not looking or something and then run. I mean, do something. You, you can't you could probably be. outrun him if he had to. Though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you got your ass kicked last time, but I'm going to tell you how you got to kick this time. I'm going to, like, you what he said that set him off. He probably didn't I eat the same much I, heard, at that I don't point. think he I asked can tell you what, what I, heard. I heard. I heard. I, I, we heard something. We, I heard that he said, he told Austin that he's become like 
asshole ever since you got to RCR or something like that. That's it. Ever since you got to RCR, you're wow. <laughs> Not that. But I've, I felt like this. This I, must I have gone I'm gonna on tell for you something. My Snyder doesn't remember what he said right before he got knocked out. <laughs> I've been knocked out. That shit ain't fun. Every time I see something like that happen, I always think of that. How many times have you been knocked out, Brett? He got a short fuse uh, in a fight once. And football more than once. That's it. Austin has so, a short you said, fuse. But you said that you're supposed to stand up for yourself. So Maya went to stand up for he himself. He didn't stand up for himself. He laid down. <laughs> he, I saw it live on TV. He tried. He, he needs to stand taller. Hey, let me wow. tell you something. Here's, here's your best advice. Take a really good friend with you. <laughs> I saw where somebody said something like he, he said he got cheap shot or something like that. And I'm like, you, well, you went down there. You, what the, what'd you think what'd was going to happen? It was, uh, it was another short track, so Jeb's handing out dog food again. Too, <laughs> I see so. him and Raja going at it. Yeah, he's going yeah, to. Raja was up and he said he just, they were three wide and I don't know, whatever. Sounded like that. I wasn't there. We wrecked early, but it sounded like that. I guess that. he said he, he claimed he dive-bombed him, but that's, I mean, that happens. Rajah drove aggressive. I'll give him that, man. Yeah. He's a rookie. You got um, to in he, that race, though. He completely punted Daniel Hemrick. Once again, if I was Daniel Hemrick, I'd turn that kid head on in the fence next corner. You like, can't do that. I promise uh, you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Well, you, you can. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, if you want the rest of the season off, uh, you yeah, probably I looked can. out at Freddie at one point, and Freddie, obviously, at Fontana, Bubba got into us. And we're, we just we got behind Bubba, and I'm like, Freddie, remember Fontana? <laughs> Freddie goes, I'll hook you. <laughs> Freddie just blindfolds you when he wants to pass you. He just walks behind <laughs> yeah. you, puts his hands over your eyes, and you're like, I can't see, I can't spot. Uh, it's a good move. I don't know why everybody else hasn't thought of that. <laughs> I'm surprised, honestly, you all only had really one, one idiot. Of it's all it's crazy how of. much love we have on the roof, but in that one second of you're mad at each other, you can hate each other for a hot minute. <laughs> but we handle it. We now have two officials instead of one. For a reason. Um, but we handle it pretty well up there. Yeah, I People mean, say, you guys ever get in a fight? Hmm. And it's like, no. Some people get mad than others not me yeah. i'm not anymore i ain't got mad in a long I don't. time when's the last time you saw me get mad 10 minutes ago yeah show. like fighting mad i've not been fighting mad in a long time daytona probably when it <laughs> oh daytona yeah i was mad but i went but fighting yeah. mad. i don't remember you being i, I, I i'm not swung anybody in probably 15 years up there <laughs> props to you no, it's been. That's not been fifteen years. I don't think. I think it has. When did it's you been, hit Chicago? Oh nah, man, it's been. When did, that, I, when yeah, did you hit was, Chicago? I don't. That wasn't fifteen nah, years. Ago. It was probably at least that. <laughs> really? no, it was, it was at least I guess that. So. Man. Chicago's been gone I'm for forty-seven a while. now. It was I at hit least that guy that. longer than that. It yeah. was at least fifteen years. Who'd you hit? A guy named Chicago. I hit him as hard yeah. as I could hit somebody. Oh, a guy named Chicago. I thought you hit somebody no, at Chicago. And I hit him as hard as On I could. On that note, a shout out to whoever in the elevator told my team that they were asking. They knew that I worked on their team and they said, so so do you guys know Brett Griffin? Because I just like to find him and slap him. So whoever well, that person is. I, I went to the same college also. Do you have a punchable to. face? I do. I, Timmy Hill said so. I tell you, the yeah. last person I punched was a griffin. So <laughs> It was. It was my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> okay, let's move on to championship predictions. Let's so, start with trucks. For trucks, we have Rhodes, Zane, Where's that at? Chandler, and Majeski. TJ, you are up first. Man... I'm going to go a little bit of surprise here, but man, he's getting hot at the right time. I'm going to go with Ty Majeski. That's yeah. You, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I think he's, he's running really well. Mm -hmm. Ready? I will take, 
I hope Ben Rhodes wins, wins it for the interviews. Same. For the that, interviews. That's again. who I was yeah, going to yeah, pick I just hope. for the ESPN moment. <laughs> so if I'm saying, I hope Ty Majeski wins it. I, I've, I've been friends with Ty for a while. Me with the Derby, me, Herm, and Ty and uh, Kraus go down there every year. We've been doing it for about oh, 10 years now. Uh, so I'm hopeful that Ty Majeski wins. I think I'm going to pick Zane to win, though. Brett. I want Ben Rhodes to win just for what TJ said. I mean, his po- <laughs> press conference last year was. Was <laughs> legitimately one of the most epic moments <laughs> in NASCAR press conferences, other than maybe Brett Keselowski chugging big beers after he oh, won his. Man. But I, I want Chandler to win it because he's coming to college, and and I think he's coming into obviously a great organization that Freddie and I work for. But you foreshadowing, um, you need to have winners as as part of your program, and 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 colleague in Xfinity Series. Hands down, the reason they've been uplifted the last few years is A.J. Allmendinger. Their Cup Series got better when he started running every week. The Xfinity Series, he's won a ton of races, man, in the last few years. So uh, I'll take Chandler to win this thing for emotional reasons. Moving on to the Xfinity Series Championship 4, we have Gregson, Barry, Allgaier, and Gibbs. Freddie, you are up first. Uh, it's going to be a battle, obviously. Uh, I'm pretty who, sure. who do you think is going to have the best car out of those four? Gregson. Uh, I think, listen, I think I'm going to go outside the box and I'm going to take Josh Berry, man. He's a short track racer. JG arm, JG arm, the JG, J R M cars are always fast at Phoenix. Algar, we've talked about how good he is there, but, uh, I just, I don't know. I think Josh Berry gets it done. I am pulling for Noah in this, in this I'm spot. I'm definitely not pulling for Noah because I don't know what that party's going to look like. I am pulling for Noah <laughs> for a lot of reasons. And I mean, the guys won the most races this season He's a fun personality to follow. He speaks his mind. Are you saying he deserves a championship? I think he deserves a championship. I do. <laughs> I know. I told him last night. Yeah, but you're not remembering something. <laughs> oh, oh, what else are, what are you not remembering, Freddie? <laughs> uh, there's a certain tweet that got sent out that we disagreed with. Oh. Well, I, I hope I truly – look, he, he, Noah's uh, – I think Noah's in for a wake-up call next year, but I hope he wins his race. I hope he wins the championship. Jeff. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be Noah. I mean, I just picture that for some reason. I mean, I think it's been his season. Um, you know, Almondinger didn't make the Final Four, um, and you know, he's another one that's won a few races this year, obviously. But I think it's it's sort of been the year of Noah, and he'll cap it off. Although it's it is dangerous for everybody that Ty Gibbs decided to let Justin Allgaier, who's really good at Phoenix, into. Really good. <laughs> I mean, we we talked about it, but he might regret that. He might regret that Al Geyer is going for a title at a place he's really good at. Yeah. Really, really good at. All right, TJ. I'm, I'm going to, I think he's laying low. I think, like you said, he, there's no pressure on him. Might not have should have been there. The guy is going, that's one of his best tracks. I'm going with, with, with Al Geyer. I think he's just kind of laying in the weeds here. And I honestly could see, it's been Noah's year, but I could see maybe the, um, 54 and maybe the nine getting racing it out and maybe getting together a little bit or something. And man, I can, I can tell you who's going to be sitting right there to take advantage of it. I and don't think anybody's putting up with Ty Gibbs crap this week. I don't. And I don't, when you say anybody, I, I don't think it's, I, and I think that's throughout the field. Me too. Like I think he's, every guy, he's going to get raced harder than he's ever been raced in his life. Before. And he deserves it. Yeah. Jeff. He, he yeah, I said, oh, yeah. I said, I said, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. All right, moving on to Cup. We have shut up. We have Logano, Elliot, Bell, and Chastain. Jeff, you are up first. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and um, 
I, I think I'm going to go Bell. Um, I'm kind of basing it on wow. the strength of um, how he did at New Hampshire, which is you know fairly comparable to Phoenix. Um, that was the the one race he'd won this year before the playoffs, and uh, you know uh, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, compared to like the first Phoenix race, for instance, if you're going to look at that, um, Logano, I think you know he's going to have a shot. Uh, you know, like he was really strong at Gateway. But I don't know, for some reason I'm thinking Bell, like it, it almost feels like a, a little destiny going on Another or something. Walk off. Yeah, yeah. Brett. Man. Um, I think Chase Elliott wins this thing. I think he's the guy. He I think Hendrick's so fast. Their pit crews are solid. And I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm actually in agreement. So I think um, I think Chase is just kind of he's still fast, man. He knows how to get it done there, and I think they're going to put everything they can into it. And I just think I think it's going to be too much for everybody else. I think you'll have some guys do some pit strategy stuff. I think I think Joey will do something to get out front a little bit. He's really good at rooting and gouging and and making it hard on everybody. But then I just think the the speed of the nine will just be a little too much. I agree. I, I said I think when the playoff started, that Chase he was, did. Chase was the him. guy to beat, and I think he's still the guy to beat, and I think he's just been the most – he faltered a little bit here in the mile and a half so the last couple of weeks, but still, you know, pointed his way in. And I don't – I just – he's really good at Phoenix. He's always there in contention the last couple of years, so I just think he's the guy to beat. I would I would love to see the, the don't give a to or make a stop at the championship victory lane, but, um, you know. I think there's too many people that do give a f- yeah, oh, uh, yeah. He's gonna have a hard race. You talk about another. Stage. That's no. another guy. I just no, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's not gonna wreck him. They're just gonna race they're, him. They're, hard. They're, not they're about gonna, what happened. Saturday, not about what happened this weekend. Just about, I don't think people mess with him at all. I, yeah. I think he's in. The, I think, he's in the clear now. I think he just gets. I don't think anybody's gonna wreck him. I, I think he just gets raced hard. I think he only gets raced hard by teammates of guys that are running for the championship. I, I, I just, I think that there's a list of guys we've talked about on here before that. Yeah, but they don't want to be a part I'm, of a slip up and take the guy out of, they don't want, not you don't the want, championship race. you don't want to be involved in that. So if, if there is some sort of crazy thing and there is a penalty that needs to be enforced, what's the penalty since it's the last race of the year? It's just going to be fining a bunch of money. I mean, they're not going to throw anybody out. For Seven million. Them. <laughs> I mean, they could throw somebody out for the clash, I guess, because it's not a points race. But yeah, that'd be uh, a big hit. Oh no! Oh man, imagine that. Not having to. If you told some of these guys, if you told some of these guys they're going to get thrown out for the clash, they'd be wrecking everybody on Sunday. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's move on to DBC picks. I would like to congratulate my entire team of Brian Mapes and Tyler Reddick on our win at Martinsville with Brian Blaney. Why do you have to recruit help? She Did you not watch the first half of the year? She had two wins <laughs> after 40 weeks of racing. And they asked to help. So they want to come oh. to dinner. Tyler would like to participate in dinner. So here's our scenario this weekend. Brett and I are tied with eight wins. So if one of us wins, we win it all together. I don't but deserve to win. I've sucked. You have the so worst bad. playoff ever. Yeah. But Freddie and TJ are tied at seven. So if they win, they tie us. It's a three-way tied for the lead. Okay. So we're having a threesome. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nope. Slinging wieners. But Casey could win and tie both of you, so it's a three-way tie for I last. Hope, so she the video doesn't say split, split the bill. <laughs> so Casey has more to win here yeah. than anybody. So we have to first but, decide what a tiebreaker would be if uh, Brett and I tie or one of you. Overall, you give me three hundred dollars back. Uh, no. <laughs> what can uh, be overall? He's already spent wins, the money. Right? I think it should be whoever has the most top tens in the playoffs. I think. <laughs> I think it's overall wins. I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do in the playoffs to win a tiebreaker. So I don't, I I think don't, it's, I don't we, have our chart from the beginning of the year, but we can go see who, say who the has races. the most wins. Jeff, yeah. you pick last, and you just have to pick the winner of the race. That's oh. your task. So I'm going to give you 10 minutes of prep time. I pick first, right, Casey? Yes. Yeah. I pick first? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got to have a playoff guy if you can, because <laughs> we talk about 110% rule. That that literally will exist this weekend. Like these guys are going to give it their all. Christopher Bell walk off championship winner. You can't. The f- I can't. I don't have Chase Elliott available. You picked Bell already. No, you didn't. Oh, 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 here she goes. She's on it. Who's DJ. next? I don't pick next. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to pick next if she gives no, you the opportunity? You're not a gambler, are you? Man, I. I mean, like you said, you got to go playoff guy. <laughs> You've got to go playoff guy. So, and I don't have Bell, and I We're don't have We're going to have to talk after the show. <laughs> Why do you got to wait? You can do. You got 20 minutes while TJ uh, makes a pick. So I, I told Gluggy I had plenty of notice <laughs> to pick the winner of the race. It's pretty plain and simple right here. Who is it? Say it if it's so simple. I have, I, I really only have one choice. It's Logano because I've used the other three, and one of them is going to win. There you go. Is it my turn? Yes. I'll take a playoff guy. Kyle Larson. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Solid. Good. I don't have Man, he raced like a butthole at the end, too, yesterday. <laughs> wow. Yep. Chase Elliott. Chastain. There we go. So there's no playoff guys left. <laughs> no, but who are you picking to win? Just pick. You, you get anybody you want. Didn't he already do that? Technically. No, not to win the race. Win the championship, win the race could be different. Technically, I mean, really? Chase Briscoe won the freaking race of Phoenix. You could pick him in spring. I don't think he's going to do that. Yeah, I don't. I'll pick Denny just to be different. I like it. He's great. How mad do you think Denny was? Not mad, but what do you think? Like, how do you? I, and I usually text Denny on Sundays if, if things go on. I didn't even text him last night. Like, I felt. I think it was probably just shock. Like, oh. I just did everything I needed to do to get in this playoff. Yeah. And a holy sh- Where'd he come from? Going like into, everyone else. But going into, <laughs> let's break this down. Going into turn three, you're in the championship. Off of four, you're in the championship. <laughs> I mean, he said, he said uh, af- halfway through the race, he thought, okay, this is going to be a cakewalk. All I have to do is maintain track position. He didn't maintain track position, and he looked back at the regular season and thought, well, you know, we didn't get enough playoff points. I mean, Pocono DQ would have hurt. Uh, five points right there that he would have had in this round. Um, you can point out a lot of different situations they've had this year. I think you probably just look at it and be like, you know what? It's, it's maybe just never going to happen for to me. To be in that yeah. spot, though, from the beginning of the year that he had, it's pretty good. I mean, remember he was like... I mean, he was back there with us in points. Yeah, he was way down, so... All right, well, we have one race left. Going into the offseason, Jeff, what do you think the biggest storyline will be heading into 2023? Um, I guess the Kyle Busch, Reddick switch comes to mind. I mean, how's Kyle Busch going to do at RCR? Um, you know, I think people are going to be paying a lot of attention to that. Um, is it going to be a new start for him? Is he going to be running better? I mean, the eight car has been running pretty good. So, um, 
maybe it's a chance for him to start over and, and sort of get back to form. I mean, clearly yesterday was like one of the worst races he's had. So, um, and I think, I think the sport needs that. I think NASCAR needs Kyle Busch to be relevant. I oh, mean, 100%. you look at this championship four and I think they're all deserving to be there, but personality wise, you know, you don't have a Kyle Busch, you don't have a Harvick, you don't have a Denny. Um, you don't have like, you know, Brad, you don't have a lot of guys that are going to sort of move the needle and say stuff and get people talking or talk trash or whatever. Um, and you need that sometimes, right? So uh, I think everybody would be better off if Kyle gets back to form. Maintaining relevance in this sport is so hard. I mean, you, you mentioned Kyle Busch, who is certainly a Hall of Fame guy, two-time champion, 200 race winner across NASCAR platforms. But at the end of the day, Jeff, like you hit your twilight years. And I mean, I've watched my friend Dale Jarrett do it. I watched guy I referenced earlier, Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte. We could go through the whole list of Hall of Fame guys. Daryl Waltrip had to buy a ride from Carl Long to make the Coke 600 at the end of his career when Western Auto was a sponsor. So the question is, does this car save these guys from their twilight years? I mean, we see how many winners we've had this year. We see how easy it is to be. I didn't expect Bubba Wallace to show up yesterday at Martinsville, which is is one of his better tracks, and and run as well as he did, given what he had going on and given a. But like I, I just I don't know. It, it seemed like forty five used to be the number, and then we look at this playoff, and how many older guys are in this playoff? Yeah, no, not many. And the oldest driver in the championship four is Logano. He's thirty two. Everybody else is under thirty. So. I, I, crazy. I, man, it, it is crazy. And, and, and we talk about age in sports period. Right. And, and obviously you know how long your football career is. Tom Brady is a, as a legend in terms of what he's doing, but you, you hit those years. And at some point it's really hard to stay relevant. And, and to your point about Kyle Busch being the storyline, I think this is a, a great idea what you're saying, because how, can he stay relevant going to RCR? I don't know. You talk, yeah. you talk about uh, driver changes. I've we heard some rumblings this week of some some news on the forty one maybe and I could tell you one thing Cole Custer sure drove like a guy that was trying to make a statement yesterday he was fired up he was Do you want to share what he that was rumor fired is? up no I'll let you know you can probably connect the dots but you know if it's news about the forty one it's either Cole Custer and Ryan Priest and and and. I'm surprised the billionaire didn't go hire Kyle Busch if he's going to make a driver change. Yeah. I'm not saying Ryan Priest or Cole Custer should or should not be in that car, but if I if I have Gene Haas money, F1 team owner, billionaire, B, I'm going to go get the With best guy available. Um, well, a silly season is not completely over, but it's it's close to over. What about Spotter's silly season? What, you want to uh, share your news, Brett, that you were yeah, Brett. Yeah, what you doing? What you doing, what you doing next year? Uh, yeah. I don't know yet. I mean, Chris, <laughs> Chris Rice and I are, are good friends, and I've told him I'm not spotting an Xfinity Series car next year. Uh, I simply don't Trucks? have the time. No, <laughs> the truck. You'll know, I'm not spotting a truck ever again. Uh, Cup-wise, I'm, I'm, I, look, I want to keep spotting for Justin Haley. Um <laughs> But the offer that I made Chris Rice may not be appealing to him, and I get it if it's not. And uh, it is what it Who's is. Who's the last truck driver you spotted for? I don't remember. <laughs> you, I think I can knock this one out of the park. I think it was. I think it was Maya Snyder actually at Martinsville. <laughs> at Martinsville. <laughs> yeah. TJ. I, I, I decided. Uh, let me let me uh, tell you what happened. I decided under caution at Martinsville. I was not spotting another truck race. <laughs> during, during the truck race. I think we all say that. And, and I decided when that NASCAR official that I didn't know was demeaning me and speaking to us as a group in a way I didn't appreciate that I wasn't spotting another Xfinity Series race. Um, 
Well, well, that's probably a good thing for them. So mission accomplished. It is. Yeah, I promise you, if Brett doesn't have a hard card, that is not a good thing for them. (laughs) I'm going to be a media member because then I can say whatever I want, right? should be an F1 media member. I only say half of what I want. Okay. Can you say whatever you want? Do you Um, ever get in trouble? You know, it's a balance. I mean, it depends how much. He's saying no balance. (laughs) How much you want to uh, make life difficult for yourself. It is, Brett, it's like I said earlier, the people who have come up to me about some of your comments, you have great points. You just don't need to be a when you're referencing it. I don't think I'm a though. Okay. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. That's what I say. (sighs) All right, well. What I I love about- Casey called you a twice today. Here's what I don't I think I said it three times. Here's what I love about the sport is all the tweets I get are how much they love our show and how great we are for NASCAR and how they became NASCAR fans again or became NASCAR fans to start with. Because of our show, and then certain people think our show's bad. Which one are you on there, Jeff? Which side are you on? Well, I mean, this is my favorite podcast. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, you I'm mean a, this episode? <laughs> no, no. I, this is like the pod. Is it perceived that bad? Oh, I, I think, yeah, NASCAR. Well, especially No, I'm saying two. by the other oh. people. Like, no, no, no. I'm talking about Brett. <laughs> oh. um, no, I mean, uh, I, I just think um, Here's what's there's, funny. No, there's no nice way to say, make any point without people in this sport getting sensitive about the points. I don't think I don't, I don't sure. I mean, you could have more tact. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really bad at that. I'm having Me a really too. sharp tongue and I'm too overly emotional when things go wrong and I get upset about it. I mean, we, you know, I do a podcast, the Teardown, that is immediately after every race and I get myself in trouble with it all the time because we're sitting at the track stuff just happened. And if it's something bad, like the Roval, um, where the sign falls on the track, it changes the playoffs. I'm not in a good place after that. Like I'm not feeling happy about what I just saw and it comes across. And then I get all these people coming up to me the next week at Vegas being like, are you okay, man? Like, are you, <laughs> we need to be like worried about you. Like, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know that you could deliver the message in a better way that make people go, you know what? Brett Griffin has a great point. You know, I, I just, I, Here, here's my favorite thing about all this is, um, Scott Miller, uh, Tom Bryant, Jusan Hamilton. If I say something on here they don't agree with, they call me, they text me, they come up to me at the racetrack, and guess what I do? I come on here the next week, and I try to fix it. It doesn't mean I'm going to fix it, but I try to fix it. So this is an opinionated pro- uh, podcast, obviously, and am I going to get everything right? No. My, my goal is 90%. If I can swing at 90%, I had somebody tweet me last week. I didn't even reply. You're talking about all these Kyle Busch things. You don't know what you're talking about. Listen to me. I know what the f*** I'm talking about or I wouldn't be talking about it. So um, I, I do love a sport. And, and if my opinion hurts your feelings, it's a really, really, really easy option. Don't follow me on Twitter and don't listen to this podcast. Every other sport gets this kind of media attention, but it's funny how NASCAR I, is as a community is way more sensitive. I think to, Davis. I think Davis. Casey's f- sensitive. Look at her; she's all butt hurt right now. I'm not. I'm just saying no, how I feel. Her point just like is, you do. which has been presented to me, not about you, but myself. Like, you know, if if you maybe presented this in a different way, people might be more receptive. But I just feel like, and I think that's probably valid. But in this, like like Jason just said, I mean. Um, this isn't like the New York uh, sports market where like you could cover the Yankees and say like a bunch of stuff about the Yankees and criticize the players and criticize management, talk about trades and bad moves and the manager. And that's just like what they all do and everybody just accepts it. That's just how things are. This is so much of like the community tight knit family type feel that 
when you're working in it every week and you have to see the people every week, it's very easy for them to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna deal with that guy anymore. Like I just cut you out. Um, and so that's the balance of everything you do. If you're in a position like you are where this is not your primary source of income or you have another business, I think you're in better shape, but people that have to make their living in the sport, uh, you know, it's a tough, it's a pretty tough balance, right? I, I, I think Mike Davis says it best. And I see it all the time when anybody asks him about DBC, everything we say, like nobody in this room has a job without the sport, obviously. So everything, everything we say on here starts from a place of we love this sport and we want it to be the absolute best it can be. And the only time we're going to, we don't, we don't, we don't knock it down because we won't want people to stop watching. We, we knock it down because I get it, try to get it better or try to get things addressed. And we just happen to have a bigger platform than some on here. You know, we have a podcast that we can talk about it, but everything starts from a place of love. And our opinions are always just what we think can to be the next step to make it a better sport. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's always well received. And I but think if, I think if we had nothing to talk about it, there, the sport wouldn't be where it is today. I, I had the biggest compliment paid to me three weeks ago. I've ever had paid to me. And a guy walked up to me. I didn't know him. And he said, Brett, I'll turn around. I thought he was going to swing at me. Cause I do say some stuff. here. That was it Austin? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm running. If I see that dude, uh, he walked up to me and he said, Brett, I want to, I want to tell you something. I'm like, okay. He said, Thanks for being the voice of the fans. So before that, you were my favorite thing, Jeff, because you said this is the most honest podcast in, in motorsports, right? And and now to be a voice of the fans, which if I get my hard card pulled, I'm going to be the same thing I am then, God a voice us. of the fans. Um, somebody also tweeted me, has a spotter ever been fined? Probably not because I haven't been. Uh, like we, we love you guys. We love the listeners. And I just think it, it comes down to – just literally Jason's favorite word, content. Right. And it's like I said, Brett, you know I love you. You know when I'm pushing back on what you say, it's because you can sometimes be an ass. But you have great points. You have been in the sport for a while, and it shows. And I'm saying this oh, now wow. because I will not be on the show next week unless somebody wants to fly me a jet. TJ is going to get you a plane ride home. Did so you know I'm saying that? this because I want to end it on a positive note because I won't be on next week, and this is the last show. It's not the last show. Whatever. We're not closing. Until the off season. You, you do have solid points. You are a genius when it comes to the sport. You know more Let's than a lot of people too do. Far she now. called me. You, are, you, you, you just complete, got done calling you names. Jerk in how you say things. Um, Who knew this you. is how this season works? I, <laughs> I have no well, idea. He calls me out as if I. Is hate it three o'clock in the afternoon? What time is it? Oh, <laughs> All right. We need a beer. Let's go to Phoenix. Um, oh yeah, moving on to Phoenix. What just I, happened? <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> all right. Thank you guys all for coming on. Jeff. Especially Jeff every week. <laughs> Thank you for having me back for the third time. I hope there's a I, fourth. I, I think this is a tradition. I think we have you on every post Martins or, yeah. you know, Charlotte Martinsville. I'm down. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. Next week, Jamie McMurray, big shoes to fill. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now we got to find a host now, apparently. I think I got somebody. Or does somebody want to fly me back home after the race? Yeah, TJ can get you a plane ride home. What are you waiting on? I don't have any idea what you're talking about. You told you me not, you told to me not airplanes. You told me not to get her. <laughs> <laughs> he said whatever. That was being text on the show. I'm saying get her home. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Have a great week. Holla. Whatever. <laughs> we out. Hey, Look, go Bills. Let's go Giants. <laughs> this is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.